I didn't think there'd be vampires on campus. We must have been at about 40,000 feet when it happened. <gasps> what was that? You are the Slayer. One girl in all the world. Did anybody say that? Yeah. Guess what? I feel better. Guys, where are we? Hey, Pat. Hey, Sammy. Happy May the 4th be with you, May Dave. the 4th Did I do that right? be with you also. Um, in 20 days, it's my birthday. That's something wow, special. Wow, happy birthday in 20 days. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Now, if you don't text me on my birthday, you'll say, it's okay, I wished it to you. Yeah, maybe I'll write ago. it down on Post-it or something. Yeah. I won't. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure you won't let the day go by without reminding us. <laughs> no, no. And actually by the time this airs, yeah. it will only be six days. Right. Until my birthday. Yes. The countdown begins. <laughs> it's a birthday countdown. Yeah. Wow. You know what I'm doing for my birthday? What are you doing for your birthday? I am going to a Harry Potter themed restaurant. Wow, that's amazing. Is it new? I, well, the restaurant is not new, but the Harry Potter theme inside of it is. Yeah. I definitely think that it's going to be one of those things where it's like they get you know, a cease and desist because Well, maybe <laughs> somebody else <laughs> owns the rights to it. Hopefully that doesn't happen before my birthday. <laughs> right. <laughs> um no, they don't actually say Harry Potter. They say like, you know, wizard room or something. Oh. Um, but I feel like it's, it's going to be one of those it. things <laughs> that's like going to be underwhelming and it's going to be like cool for like five minutes and then be like, okay, the food is not good. The service sucks, yeah. but at least we're in a Harry Potter room. Well, I think if you go into it with really low expectations, I yeah, think it'll that's blow what I'm you planning out of the water. To do. Yeah. That's what I'm planning to do. I, I always find that Looked my- cool. My favorite movie experiences are when I go in expecting very little, and then the yeah. movie's actually decent to not bad. Yeah. And then I'm like, that movie is great. And then I oversell it to somebody else, and they're like, that movie sucked. I'm like, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good way to do it. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I definitely have... I've been to this restaurant before. I think I only went there for, like, drinks, though. Yeah. And I have heard from the person who brought me there and from other people that like the service isn't good hmm. the like people treat their staff terribly oh, the food's not really good <laughs> but i was like eh, it looks like you know they they've got like a butterbeer drink so right. i'm like you know what it's all a good time Let's with butterbeer yeah you know cool well that's it's 34 fun. it's not like it's a big birthday hey so even if cares? it's a train wreck it's a good story right yeah well as long as it's a hogwarts express wreck <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't touché, want that. Touche. <laughs> Good point. How uh, how how are you doing? I'm What's doing going on in your just life? peachy, just absolutely peachy. <laughs> um, things are good. Things are busy, and uh, it's that time of year when things seem to get very busy for me with yeah, video production work-wise. and whatnot, work wise. And my laptop drama, of which I told you about last week. Yeah. This drama has no end, I tell oh, you. No. <laughs> oh my god. I spent my whole weekend trying to fix my laptop, and I'll tell you what. I consider myself somewhat tech savvy, okay? I would say that's true. I used to work at Radio Shack. I also Well, worked... but you weren't an Apple genius like I me. I was not an Apple genius like you, but that's okay <laughs> because this is an old dusty PC that I've had for about 10 years. 
Right. Okay, so I figured it was a hard drive and I could just swap it out and we'll be easy peasy, but I'll tell you what, it's no uh, it's no cakewalk fixing this laptop and it has been a thorn in my side <laughs> because <laughs> it's a great laptop. I've had it for 10 years. It's got a Blu-ray drive in it. You know, I kind of love it. Wow. It's a great companion for vacations. You can watch movies and uh, I don't feel like buying a new laptop. So I am coming slowly around to realize that I might have to shell out some money for a new laptop. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. Jeez. Uh, you going to get a Mac? I don't know. I really want to get a Mac because that's the rest of my, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Devices. Here? Yeah, devices. Uh, uh, there's another word for it. Operating system? No. Oeuvre. Oof. I just like saying that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to say. But, it, you know, I'm in a Mac environment. We got the Apple TV. We got the iPhones. We also got the uh, ecosystem. Is that what I'm looking for? Mac the Apple, ecosystem? Yeah, sure. Mac, Apple, ecosystem, sure. <laughs> so, yeah, this PC is kind of, uh, you know, it's the odd man out. Doesn't talk to everybody else. Does not, no. Like it just sits in the corner and all the Apple devices make fun of it. Right, they're they're the they're the in crowd now, and then yeah. my little PC's like, wait, ten years ago I was really cool. Remember how excited you were when you got me, and I used to play Blu-rays. Well, maybe this was just a portent of the situation that happened this week with Bill and Melinda Gates. Oh, right. You know, yeah. maybe your computer was like. I can feel something bad happening. I might as well give up now. You know how. Bill Gates is always caught up in those conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. Well, here's a new one for you folks. If your oh, PC starts acting up, hey, Bill Gates just installed a huge virus into everybody's PC before he broke up with Melinda Gates. I don't know. <laughs> As <laughs> I was talking that, it out, it didn't really make sense. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really make sense. But you know what? Most of these conspiracy theories don't really check out. So no. it kind of fits in. Yeah, I know. Right? I love it when people are like, you know, it's it's like a, they're trying to install a chip in my arm. It's like, bitch, they don't need a chip in your arm. You have a phone, okay? Everything that anybody needs to know yeah, is on that a... phone. You're already being tracked, yeah. okay? You're so... already chipped. You carry <laughs> yeah. it around and look at it all day. Yeah, you talk to it. <laughs> you ask it for directions. Right, you trust it. They know it. where you're going. They don't you love need it. a chip yep. installed in your veins. No. Also, they really want to spend that much money. I mean, a no. micro microbot like that of has got to be quite expensive. they don't want to spend that kind of money. They don't want to just drop it into every Sally and Sue all throughout the Midwest. Come on. Yeah, and Billy and Bob. And Billy and Bob, right. Nobody cares about Billy and Bob. Who's Billy and Bob? I don't know. Who's right. Sally and Sue? Oh, Billy and Bob. Yeah. I thought you said Billy and Bob. Billy and Bob. <laughs> like a really rich Bob? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody, welcome to Kicking and Streaming, <laughs> yes. the podcast. What a good segue. <laughs> what a great segue. Welcome to Kicking and Streaming, episode 29. This is uh, this is going to be a big episode. Yeah. Yeah, this Buffy episode. Woof, huh? Wow. Didn't see wow. this coming. No. Oh, man. This episode's got some teeth. Yes, it does. Yeah, but we'll get into all of that. We will sink our teeth into it. We will sink. I'm Sammy Jensen. And I'm Pat Bohan. And we're here to talk about Buffy and Lost. Buffy and Lost. Lost has also got a great episode this week, too. They're both great episodes. 
Yeah. But well, this, this Buffy one. Would you one, say I, that they're bangers? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm trying to avoid saying bangers since I know you, you called are. me out saying that we're always <laughs> saying that they're <laughs> bangers. So I'm just calling them big episodes, giant yeah. episodes, biggest. Biggest you know? episodes. Biggest episodes. Oh, God. Amazing. I just really want that to, I, you know, I'd really love for just all the Trumpisms to just die. Die. <laughs> just, <laughs> just go away. Remember, not just like, let's forget that that ever happened. Right, it's past the point Just of being sweep fun that and cute. Right under the rug, keep it buried. <laughs> yeah, our shame, our national shame. <laughs> hey, we're trying not to get political on this podcast. Oh, right. Sorry, sorry. Okay, right, sorry. Right, right. All right. Shall we just get right into Buffy? Let's what do you think? get right into Buffy. All right. So this week we watched. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Season 2, Episode 17, Passion. The original air date was February 24th, 1998. So it actually aired two weeks after the last episode, Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered. Two weeks, huh? Two weeks. They took a week off? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Hmm. They yeah. had to gear up for this one. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, it was written by David Tyron King, um, credited as Ty King. Like Sounds I, like a Game of Thrones uh, character. It does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it was directed by Michael Gershman. So your predictions from last week were, this will not be the last time that Buffy will end up accidentally um, or be cursed to advance on Xander. This will happen at least two more times until the end of the series. Mm -hmm. And you said, it won't be Xander's fault. Because I was like, is it going to be Xander's fault? And you clarified that it's not going to be Xander's fault. Buffy might fall under a spell or eat something that causes her to advance on Xander. <laughs> sure. <laughs> because, you know, this is Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> hey, cursed apples, you know, they're a thing. Mm -hmm. Right? Sure. Or like... Um, yeah, or we like, haven't uh, really gotten any fantastical, you know, f uh, any like... Um, what am I... What's the word I'm looking for? Magical. Fairy tale. Fairy what? tale types things, right? Right. From Buffy. Yeah. I could see like a, a guy who rolls into town with like a milkshake cart and he's like, magic milkshakes here. Come get your mag <laughs> magic milkshakes. And then Xander's like, I love milkshakes. One chocolate, please. And then he throws down his shekels for it. And then as he sips it, something happens and then he you know turns it over to buffy and then she has a sip and then something happens because she's a slayer wow okay yeah That's you, you a know what wild story i am a writer is what i am finding out throughout this podcast yeah i can't wait to re remake buffy with you <laughs> i know i know geez it's just these ideas are just flowing flowing yeah, yeah. mm-hmm Beautiful. Okay. Well, uh, and the other, I guess, <laughs> sort of prediction that is not really separate from that was just that Willow will see them kissing or something along those lines yeah. and it will crush her. Sure. Yeah. We're going to crush Willow every possible way to make her an emotional mess every two to three Poor episodes. I <laughs> know. <laughs> oh, yeah. This one, no different. Yeah. All right. So. We open at the bronze. Buffy and Xander are dancing, but, you know, just fun dancing, not like Buffy's wild, sexy dance right. during no the season premiere. Right, no sexy dancing. No, just, no seducing. You know, just having a good time. Yeah. Uh, where, you know, Willow and Cordy are having a nice time chatting at a table nearby, and Angelus is lurking in the shadows, 
And we get a really nice David Boreanaz and Jealous voiceover. I was like, you know what? I'm good with this. Really? Mm. Yeah. You didn't like it? Nah, didn't it's like a little over voice? the top. A little over the top. I didn't I wasn't into the whole slam poetry thing that was going on throughout this episode. So should I read this like a slam slam poet? Oh hell yeah. Passion. It lies in all of us. <laughs> you just sound like Christopher sleeping, Walken. <laughs> waiting, and though unwanted, unbidden, it will stir. Yeah, I guess I do. Just kind of sound like no. A I like it though. Walken. I think it works. Let's 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 go with it. <laughs> no, I can't. Let's start from the top. Okay, so he says, "Passion, it lies in all of us. Sleeping, waiting, and though un- unwanted, unbidden, it will stir, open its jaws and howl." Uh, we cut outside of the bronze. Uh, Willow and Buffy walk out arm in arm, and Cordelia and Xander are behind them with their arms around each other. They're just having a good, good night. You yeah, know? having a great time. Nice, just normal human night. Mm-hmm. Uh, they pass a couple in the alley. Don't take any notice of them, but it's actually Angelus. And what's he doing, Pat? He's feeding. Oh, he's feeding. Yeah, it kind of looks like he's smooching. At first, yeah. but then he he drops the girl or something. Yeah, like she did. Yeah, he's feeding. Yeah, <laughs> guess you got over being weirded out about that. Yeah, feeding's pretty gross. I I think the past <laughs> tense is even grosser though. Fed. Yeah. Yeah, he just okay. fed. Well, he morphs back into human face and then follows them. Yeah. And then we cut to. Um, I'm still confused about when to go vamp face and when to go human face. Like, what's what's the rhyme or reason here? Human face, you want to have <laughs> I love on... how you have an answer for this. <laughs> yeah, of course I do. Okay, so again, vampires yeah. are supposed to be attractive, alluring. So human, yeah. you want to have human face on to lure people lure in. victims. You know, right. set them at ease. Mm-hmm. You don't look Blend like in. a monster. That's the thing about vampires is they don't look like monsters, right? right. They just look like everyday people. Yeah, your and neighbor, then your friend. You turn into vamp face- when you're fighting um, okay. or feeding, feeding because mm. that's when the teeth come out. Mm. Otherwise, so your teeth are just Can you back. have, question, follow-up question. Yep. Can you have human face but vamp teeth? Or is it kind of a bundle situation? It's a, it's a bundle. It's a so you got to have the face, also got to have the teeth. Yeah. Okay. Well, as far as I we've learned. seen so far. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. Thanks for filling any, me in. Any more questions? Nope, not not yet. Look, I'll have I one gotta, in about two minutes. I gotta <laughs> listen. My whole head is full of knowledge of Buffy, okay? <laughs> right. Maybe if it wasn't, I would have done better on my SATs, could have gotten into some better colleges. Or worse. But... We don't know. <laughs> we don't know how it translates <laughs> to the know. academic world. <laughs> <laughs> so any chance I get to, to display my knowledge, I am <laughs> You are all to. over it. Yeah. Anytime I have a question, you get excited. Like oh, there's yeah. a there's a I'm glint pumped. in your eye. You're like, oh, here we go. Like, yeah. It's it's go time. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. then we cut to a shot in Buffy's room. So we're looking into her room from outside her window. Mm-hmm. Uh, she walks around her bed, she kind of like passes the window and then she doubles back and looks out. Kind of just like looking at, looking out, looking around, but she doesn't see anything. So she carries on with getting ready for bed. She gets in bed, turns off her light. The camera closes in on her a bit. Um, and then it kind of like turns so that we also see her window, window as yeah. she's lying down. And we see Angelus. Shazam. Shazam. Yeah. He's there. I love these. Yeah. I love, I love these, these reveal shots in the background. Yeah. Yeah. This show is chock full of them. 
Mm-hmm. There's always something in the window, always something in the doorway. Yep. Reveals in the yeah. background, silhouettes. Yeah. Man, if I had been like thinking about this more, I probably would have been a lot more afraid of like things being outside of my window or like yeah. hiding in my closet. How did you not think about that? I don't know. Maybe you secretly like hoped for it. You're like, maybe Angel will be out there. And you just yeah. shut off the light. Nope, he's not there. Or I just like hid garlic all around my room. Oh, yeah. My dad would that. come in and be like, what the, what, why is there, what, why does it always smell like garlic in here? Why does it stink like olive garden in here? Why do garlic here? bulbs always go missing? I'm trying to make an Italian dinner. <laughs> he has that many bulbs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I just keep taking them every time, you know, he goes grocery shopping. Right, just right. take them and start them somewhere else in my room. collection. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we see Angelus in the window and then, um... We cut to a little bit later in her bedroom, so she's asleep by now. And she's still perfectly made up. Oh, well, yeah. Complete full makeup face, you know? Right, yeah. The WB wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't sleep with your makeup on. Buffy, that's how you get acne. Acne, okay? or you could also get a sty. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want that. You nope. get those clogged pores. Yeah, especially mm-hmm. if you've got, well, I guess she doesn't really have light eyes, but I didn't realize that that was more common for people with blue eyes. What? So, styes. Really? Yeah. I have blue Deep. eyes. I've had a few styes in my day. Not a lot. Yeah, me but I too. I didn't know it was more common. It is. Jeez. Yeah. Huh. All right. Anyway. Okay. A shadow comes across her bed, and a hand reaches over to stroke her hair, and of course, it's Angelus. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's he's, nice. He's just like checking up on her. Just, just stroking her hair. Yeah, that's just what you gentle. want. Yeah, just checking <laughs> out like old times. That's nice. Yeah, so nice. sure. Where are her slayer senses here? I know. Come on. You got to wake up. Yeah. Don't you feel something tingling? Come on. Hmm. I don't know. I don't anyway. Know. Then he continues narrating. It speaks to us, us, guides us. Passion rules us all, (laughs) and we obey. What other choice do we have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know about this voiceover. I just, I don't, I don't think it's clicking. Is it the words that are over the top, or Uh, it's the the words? The delivery is not the greatest either. Delivery is like a six out of ten. The words Mm. are like a four out of ten. You know? Yeah. I just think it's like, you know. If you've been around 218 years, can't you write a better voiceover? You know, <laughs> can't you write some better poetry? Right. Well, I mean, you know, you've maybe had a that's chance not to read. <laughs> you've had a chance to read a lot. Okay. Yeah. Especially back in the day when that's all you could do. There's no DVDs or Blu-rays. Yeah. Maybe Angel can't read. No, he's got to read. Right. Have if you ever he, seen if him reading? Angel can't read at 218 years old, boy can't teach an old dog new tricks pat <laughs> yeah. who's gonna teach him buffy if he was living he alone all the time yeah you i know? don't know well hooked on phonics is definitely around in the 90s so yeah he needs uh what was the bear that we were talking about before Ro- teddy, teddy ruxpin teddy ruxpin <laughs> or your knockoff version freddie prunchkin <laughs> freddie prunchkin <laughs> he needs a freddie prunchkin up in here ah <laughs> uh, that's the scene i want to see just angel ha- Good <laughs> hanging night, out. Moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounding Add things out. Add that to the list of Buffy things to reshoot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we get the Buffy theme, and then we come back from the theme. Uh, it's morning. Buffy wakes up to find an envelope on her bedside table. Yeah, wakey, she- wakey, Buffy. Eggs and bakey. <laughs> <laughs> Eggs. Eggs and bakey. 
She opens it and it's a charcoal drawing of her asleep. <laughs> so he can draw, but he can't read or write? Come on. Yeah. So maybe that's his, you know, you can't be good at everything unless you're Jack, apparently. Right. So mm-hmm. maybe yeah. he can draw, but he's just not a writer, okay? Not everyone oh, can write. I wonder what Jack's drawings look like. They yeah, probably, probably look like Rembrandt's. Probably. Just amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, we, so she got this crazy drawing of yep. her sleeping. Yes. Spooky. Spooky spooky. time. Yeah. Then we cut to Giles checking in some books in the library. And this is like one of the first times that he's like doing librarian work. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Most of the time he's not. Yeah. And uh, Buffy walks in and tells him that Angel was in her room last night. She told him, she tells him that she found, you know, this drawing and Xander and Cordy are there too. Cordelia gets reassurance from them that vampires can't enter a home unless they've been invited in. Uh, But then she panics because she's invited him into her car and now he can get into her car whenever he wants. Right. Xander says, yep, you're doomed to having to give him and his vamp pals a lift whenever they feel like it. And those guys never chip in for gas. Yeah, I don't think this uh, I don't think this rule pertains to cars. I don't think so either. I think, I think it's just houses. They're they're just like kind of like amusing her the whole time. Right. Yeah. That's not that's not exactly the phrase I'm looking for. But you know what I mean. Yeah. They're just sort of like, yeah, okay, Cordelia. <laughs> sure. <laughs> he can get in your car anytime now. Well, right. you know what? So can the werewolf. <laughs> oh, werewolf. Werewolf. Oh, God. Speaking of no, werewolf. I, I am not. I am not. Where is this. Oz? Where's Oz this whole episode? What's he doing? I don't know. We don't know. scamper off? Is it uh, another full moon? Does somebody lock him up in a basement? He's got his shirt off in the middle of the woods somewhere? Come on. Where's Oz? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, didn't mean to distract you mentally. (laughs) And I'm back. (laughs) And I'm back. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so they kind of laugh about that. Um, Then Buffy asks Giles to research a way to rescind Angel's invitation. Um, mm-hmm. And then they're interrupted by our good friend, Jonathan. Yeah, my man. And, yeah, and uh, another rando female student who need to use the library for, you know, its intended purpose, to getting books, books for schoolwork. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Buffy, Willow, Giles, and Xander leave them behind in the library, and then they head into the hall to continue their conversation. Uh, Giles tells Buffy that Angel's just haunting her to try to throw her off her game. Um, but Buffy's worried that Angel will go after her mom since that's what he did to Drusilla. Hmm. So she debates coming clean to her mom, but uh, about like being a slayer and everything that's happened. But Giles tells her that, you know, she can't risk another person knowing that she's the slayer. Uh, and then he tells her to sit sit tight until she can find a spell until he, sorry, can find a spell to reverse the invitation. Then we cut to Jenny's computer science class. She tells Willow that she might be a little bit late tomorrow and asks her to cover the class for her, which, of course, Willow is super jazzed oh, about. She gets very excited. Very excited. Yeah. But then she immediately gets worried and she's like, wait, what if I they don't prepare. recognize my authority? <laughs> what if they try to convince me that you always let them leave class early? What if there's a fire drill? What if there's a fire? <laughs> she immediately <laughs> So many spirals. worries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Jenny reassures her that she'll be fine. Uh, and then Buffy and Giles appear at the door. Um, Buffy says hi to only Willow and then ignores Jenny when uh, she greets her. 
Uh, And then she, Buffy, leaves with Willow, leaving Giles behind with Jenny. Giles gives Jenny the update on Angelus and how he's, uh, tells her that he's looking for a spell um, to take back the invitation. And Jenny gives him a book and then she, you know, goes into like apology mode again. She's like, this might help. And it's the Fuddy Duddy's Guide to uh, Love. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, whoa, whoa, wait wait a minute here. (laughs) Uh, I will read this immediately and get back to you, darling. No, he's still mad. Nah, he's still, yeah, he's standoffish. He actually stays out in the hallway at the beginning of this scene. Yeah. Yes. He's sort of like looking at the ground, kicking rocks, you know. Kicking rocks. (laughs) (laughs) So she says, Rupert, I was raised by the people that hurt, that angel hurt the most. My duty to them was the first thing I was ever taught. I didn't come here to hurt anyone. And Mm -hmm. I lied to you because I thought it was the right thing to do. Yeah. I didn't know what would happen. I didn't know I was going to fall in love with you. Yeah. Then I was like, you know what? You're just trying to reel him back in, Yana. Come on. Yeah. Of course she is. She's in love with him. That's what she's saying. Yeah, I know. She wants him back. You think she's really in love with him? Just give me one more chance. (laughs) Tell me that you love me. I don't really know the words to that. Thank you for this And it's one of Dave's favorite songs. (laughs) Really? Jackson 5? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you know your Jackson 5, too. <laughs> I did. I had the cassette tape when I was younger. Yeah, I got you one, did. I got one for uh, Christmas in, like, second grade, and I listened I'm to that thing on loop. I'm just picturing you dancing in, in, like, your bedroom and, like, your socks, you know, like, sliding across the room <laughs> trying to do No, no, no. Let, let me paint, paint you the picture here. Oh, I lived, please do. Lived in Vermont, okay? And uh, my parents had just divorced, so we were living in a very junky apartment, like in a oh. multi, multi-family multi house. Oh, are you going to bring me down? Maybe, but it, there's some fun and levity in it. So. Okay, good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, my mom was working two jobs. And uh, Christmas, though, as poor as we ever were, Christmas was always the best. My mom used to do it up for Christmas. So I remember that Aww. Christmas. I got a Jackson 5 tape. I think I liked one song. Maybe it's that song. So my mom was like, oh, I'll get you the whole cassette tape. So she got me the Jackson 5 cassette tape, and she got me this G.I. Joe boat, battle boat, with like a whole bunch of action figures. Yeah, so I just remember playing (laughs) the G.I. Joes on this boat for hours with uh, Jackson 5 on on loop (laughs) in a dingy old apartment. (laughs) I want you back. No, oh, baby. Yeah, I want you back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're like singing to each other. That's exactly it. That's exactly the scene. (laughs) Oh, beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. It's good times. Well... Good on you, Mama 1992, Bohan. how I miss you. <laughs> I don't really. <laughs> no. It's hard times. Yeah, I wouldn't want to go back to 92 either. Mm-mm. I mean, I don't know. I would have been five, so yeah, can't Buffy, say I have Buffy too many memories even on. from that. <laughs> yeah, Buffy wasn't even on. Why would I, I go back there? And Lost was about 12 years away, so yikes. Yikes. <laughs> What's the point? Yeah, so basically she drops the, uh, the L-bomb on Giles. Mm-hmm. And she tells him that she wants to be right with him. And he's, you know, he's warming up. He's getting a little bit more gentle with her. And he says that, you know, he says, I understand, but I'm not the one you need to make up, make it up to. Meaning Buffy. I'm the one that you want. Ooh, 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 baby. Ooh. <laughs> oh, wait, no, that's, <laughs> that's Grease. <laughs> right, right. 
Anyway, Giles thanks her for the book and leaves. <laughs> uh, that night, Buffy and Joyce are having dinner and Buffy is very mopey mm. and she's picking at her food. Joyce asks her what's wrong and she finally decides to tell her, you know, some version of the truth. Very, yeah. very watered down version of the truth. <laughs> right. So she tells her mom that she and Angel, who Joyce remembers as the college boy who was tutoring her in history, were dating, but no longer. Uh, Joyce says, don't tell me he's changed. He's not the same guy you fell for. And Buffy says, in a nutshell. Anyway, since he changed, he's been kind of following me around. He's having trouble letting go. And Joyce says, Buffy, has he done anything? And Buffy says, no, no, it's not like that. He's just been hanging around a lot. Just sending me notes, that kind of thing. I just don't want to see him right now. I mean, if he shows up, I'll talk to him. Just don't invite him in. Well, he's already been invited in, so don't worry yeah. about that. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. you know, she's basically just telling her mom, like... Don't double just, down on this. <laughs> yeah, just don't... Well, you know, like, just stay away from him, basically. Yeah, don't trust him. Yeah. So then we cut to Willow's room. She's in her pajamas, walking around her room, talking to Buffy on the phone. And she tells Buffy that she agrees with Giles, that Buffy should try to ignore Angel. Yeah. Willow goes to her aquarium, sprinkles some food in. Then she spots <laughs> an envelope... <laughs> on her bed and goes quiet Mm. and buffy on the other line is concerned and she's like willow but willow doesn't answer she opens the envelope turns back to her aquarium and pulls out a string and out come her fish strung together one after the other together yeah yep you know what i was thinking what i was like this is like a fish kebab am i right (laughs) (laughs) oh boy (laughs) (laughs) yep that's what it is that's what it is (laughs) yeah so but i thought it was shot really cool because it's looking through the aquarium the empty aquarium as she's pulling her fish out of the uh out of this envelope yeah this is when uh it started to get dark and spooky this is like a horror episode yeah i mean a lot of the episodes are spooky yeah this is like real stalking yeah this is like this is like the the line yeah, so yeah. this was this was kind of like, you know, Joss Whedon and the writers taking taking that real, you know, um real life scenario of like a, an ex just like going too far Killing and your stalking, fish. you know, okay, maybe going not. Full well, I mean, definitely attraction. you don't have to be a real monster to do that. But well, like, you've seen Fatal Attraction, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's kind of like that. So yeah, definitely a little little fatal attraction happening here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the bunny. Yeah, the bunny. It's fucked up. (laughs) It's fucked up. Good movie. Um, Yeah. So like, here's here's like where the idea of the like scorned ex lover, you know, is like really played up a bit here. But he's doing it to like Buffy's friends. It's not even to Buffy. Yeah. He's going. He's going out and about. Yeah, out of his way because to that's make gonna that's gonna drive out. her crazy. That's gonna hurt her more than him going directly after her, yeah. and that's that's like kind of what he and Drusilla had been saying before. You know, like he's not he doesn't he went he didn't go right to going after Drusilla. He got to Drusilla through attacking her family, right. and he's doing the same thing with Buffy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Boy, I got I got a lot of thoughts on this, but let's let's keep on chugging. Yes. Okay. Uh, So Willow loses her grip on her phone. It falls to the floor. And then we cut to Buffy's room where she and Willow are sitting on her bed. And 
Behind them is a string of garlic cloves hanging on um, <laughs> hanging on the wall. <laughs> yeah, I liked how it was just kind of hanging there. I was like, oh, yeah. look, garlic. It's a little extra protection here. Yeah, just a little bit. And at this point in the show, I don't think we've like, they haven't really said anything about garlic. Right. You know, so it's just kind of there. Right. Uh, so it's we don't really know if those... it's effective or not, but it's yeah. kind of just fun to, because I mean, that's, that's where I would be at. You know, I'd be like, okay, what are all the things in legend that repel vampires? Right. Give me all of it. I'll put crosses everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't care. I'm not messing Whatever around. Whatever it takes. You know, I was just thinking. What? Like a picket fence would be really helpful too. Like just like a, like a really tall picket fence. Because that's going to be scary for vams to like vault over. They're like, okay, I gotta be careful. That's true. I don't want to fall. And I'm doing staked. my vamp face, like, like you know. Oh like yeah, yeah. Affectation. Yeah. I don't want to fall because then I'll stake. I'll dust myself. <laughs> that's what they sound like when they have vamp face because they got like the teeth and like yeah, the messed the fangs up face. Come out. Yeah, it's very authentic. Very yeah. authentic. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. I'd like yeah, to thank you're, you're the right. academy. White picket fence would be a good idea, or any color picket. Any fence. color, really. You don't have to yeah. finish it. <laughs> you have a couple rows, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, ugh, I'm just thinking of shark teeth now. Shark teeth? Yeah. Like you said a couple of rows and I was just thinking like <laughs> fence after fence after fence. That's like your brain rows went? of shark, shark teeth. teeth. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just. You don't like shark teeth? I don't like anything that has multiple rows of teeth. Mm. One that row. Perfect. freaks me out. Yeah. Yeah. Like when there are monsters that have like 20 rows of teeth. Yeah. You got a thing with like, teeth. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe okay. because, I don't know, in my dreams when my teeth fall out, it means someone's going to die. Right. You got a thing with teeth and Talk also legs, that. like a bunch of little legs. All right. All right. Okay. So <laughs> Willow and Buffy are at Buffy's house. There's garlic on the wall. Willow's got a stake in her hand that she's kind of like fidgeting with and like just like looking around. Like. Right, wooden stake though, not like a T-bone. Yeah, wooden stake, right. <laughs> not a T-bone stake. <laughs> and Buffy tells her that she's sorry about her fish and Willow says, oh, it's okay. We hadn't really had time to bond yet. Although for the first time, I'm glad my parents didn't let me have a puppy. <laughs> because as we Yikes. know, Angel would have nailed it to something he would have spiked it to the wall or something yeah yeah we didn't get the full story we didn't get the full story but we just know that angel nailed a puppy to something something buffy says that her instinct is still to go to angel every time something like this happens but he's completely different now and willow says well sort of except you're still the only thing he thinks about yeah just in a different way, though. Just in a different way. I, I mean, she has a point. He's still drawing her pictures, though, so that's nice. And stroking her hair at night. Yeah, you know. That's nice. Then we cut to Spike's warehouse. He's in his wheelchair in the foreground um, at the head of the table. Drusilla comes in behind him and says that she has a present. And it's an adorable puppy that kind of looks like a tiny baby Ewok. It's got a little smushed face. And then she tries to feed it to him using the choo-choo train method. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She's like, here comes the choo-choo train. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And Spike is not happy about being treated like a child. So you want to do some lines? Oh, yeah. Okay. Do you want to be uh, Angelus, Spike, or... Yeah, Angelus or Spike? I'll be uh, Angelus. Okay, so start with why not. 
Why not? She already bathes you, carries you around, and changes you like a child. Why, Angel? Where have you been? The sun's almost up, and it can be so hurtful. We were worried, and I'll just be Spike too.、Mm-hmm. No, we weren't. You must forgive Spike. He's just a bit testy tonight. Doesn't get out much anymore. Well, maybe next time I'll bring you with me, Spike. Might be handy to have you around if I ever need a really good parking space. <laughs> <laughs> have you forgotten that you're a bloody guest in my bloody home? And as a guest, if there's anything I can do for you, any responsibility I can assume while you're spinning your wheels. And、anything he looks over not, at Drusilla. Anything I'm not already doing, that is. And Spike shoves Angel away angrily and says, "That's enough." And then Drusilla goes, "Aww!" <laughs> and she leans down to Spike, gives him a peck on the cheek, puts the puppy in his lap, and says, "You two boys fighting over me, you know, <laughs> makes a girl feel." <laughs> then she、yeah. starts to moan in pain and says, "Yeah, it worries." Someone, an old enemy, is seeking help, help to destroy our happy home. Then we cut、yeah. to a witchy. Oh, did you have something to say about that? No, no. But、okay. uh, yeah, all right. I got nothing to say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so then we cut to like a witchy new age shop with all kinds of fun stuff, like skulls and、oh, things、yeah. in formaldehyde. Oh, you would love this shop. Oh yeah, all the、you、stuff would... that I love to have. Yeah, you would. You would. You be can in see there. all the skulls in formaldehyde jars behind <laughs> me. <laughs> well, maybe not the skulls and stuff, but I'm sure you could <laughs> fill a basket in there. I could fill、know? a basket. Yeah,、oh, sure. Oh, definitely could. Some、oh, orbs、yeah. and paperweights. Why not? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spells are us. <laughs> that's、you、what I call it、card. if I had my own witch shop. <laughs> Spells are us. Spells yeah, are us. I think that. Can I put、huge. the R backwards? No one's ever done that before. <laughs> <laughs> R backwards and crayon. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Jenny walks in, and the owner, with a Romanian accent, greets her and asks how he can help her and if she, you know, needs a love potion.、Uh, but Jenny <laughs> tells him that she needs an orb of Thessala, and then he immediately switches off his accent and apologizes for the spiel. And now he kind of sounds like he's from Brooklyn. Hey, so I'm like, I'm like, are they in Brooklyn? <laughs> What happened? <laughs> Welcome to、uh, Spells Are Us, there, Yana. Yeah. yeah. So then he says, "Sad fact is, Ouija boards and rabbit's feet—that's what pay the pays the rent around here."、Mm-hmm. So, how'd you hear about us? Jenny tells him that Vunkel told her. Vunkel. Vunkel. <laughs>、uh, and he says that he's sorry.、Um, he's sorry to hear about Vunkel's passing. passing. Yeah. You want to do some more lines? Yeah. Boy. Do you want to be the shopkeeper?、Uh, yeah, be the shopkeeper. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because you'll be the you'll do a fun Brooklyn accent. Yeah. All right, so start with、um, so the shopkeeper comes, you know, goes into the back room and he comes back out with a round wooden box and he says, "He was a good customer." Well, no, there you go. And I set it down and I open it. One Thessalian orb, spirit vault for the rituals of the undead. And then Jenny reaches for her purse. I don't get many calls for those lately. And then she pulls out her wallet. Sold a couple as New Age paperweights last year. Hey, that's what I said. I said it's like a paperweight, you know. You, yeah, you got that from this part. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, I just love those new ages, boy. They they help to send my youngest to college. By the way, you do know that the transliteration annals for the ritual of the undead were lost. Without the annals, 
The surviving text is gibberish. What's annals? I don't know what annals is. Uh, like old books. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, All right. I think that's what that means. Like old, yeah, like old texts are usually, I think. Okay. Uh, a re- oh, uh, annals, historical records, a, a record of events year by year. Perfect. Used in titles of learned journals, mm. the annals of internal medicine. Not annals, okay? So I'm glad Two you ends. got that right at least. Two ends. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Jenny says, and without a translated text, the orbs of Thessala are pretty much useless. Yeah, I know. Well, I only mention it because I have a strict policy of no refunds. It's okay. I'm working on a computer program to translate the Romanian liturgy to English based on a random sampling of the text. Yeah. I don't like computers. They give me the willies. Well, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, welcome. (laughs) And then Jenny takes the lid off the box as she slowly walks toward the door. By the way, not that it's any of my business, really, but... uh, What are you planning on conjuring up, if you can decipher the text? A present for a friend of mine, and I lift the orb. Really? What are you going to give him? And I look at the orb, and it starts to glow. His soul. Oh, man. His soul. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, it starts to glow. That was cool. Did she do that with her mind? I don't know. That's a cool paperweight. That's a cool paperweight. (laughs) (laughs) I would totally buy that for my desk. (laughs) Just because it glows. (laughs) Yeah, it'd be very cool. (laughs) Uh, So I was watching this with Dave and he was like, of course they had to cut it at that part because otherwise the guy's like, what what are you talking about? What do you mean his soul? Why I got so many questions? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or he's like, I didn't know that thing glue. Glue? Glowed? Glue? Glowed? Glowed? <laughs> What's glue- the past yeah, tense? Glue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm an expert at English. Yep. <laughs> uh, next morning at Sunnydale High, Willow and Buffy are walking and talking, and Xander wearing a bright red sweater with crazy plaid pants. <laughs> yeah, Amy pointed Unlike out the pants style. too. Looks like he's going golfing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, He approaches and he asks them what they were up to last night. And Willow says, we had kind of a pajama party sleepover with a with weapons thing. And Xander says, oh, and I don't suppose either of you had the presence of mind to locate a camera to capture the moment. What? Take a Um, picture of them just hanging out? Yeah. Next to some garlic in pajamas. This is Xander's passive perviness rearing its head. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But like the (laughs) fantasy doesn't equal the reality. No. (laughs) They're like, hi. Okay. (laughs) Here's our garlic string. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Then Willow says that she has to go. She says, I have a class to teach in about five minutes and I have to arrive early to glare disapprovingly at the stragglers. (laughs) (laughs) That made me laugh. I like that line. (laughs) I know. And then she sees... She sees Jenny like across the the lawn and then she goes, oh, darn, she's here. Five hours of lesson planning yesterday down the drain. (laughs) Yeah. She could ask to be her assistant, though. She could. You know. Buffy spots Jenny, too, and takes off to talk to her. Uh, And she says to Jenny, I know you feel bad about what happened. Um, And then she tells Jenny to keep it up as in like keep feeling bad about what happened <laughs> keep it up <laughs> keep Jeez. it up and jenny's like uh she's okay, like okay thanks thanks for this little interaction thanks, here buffy jerk. this was very helpful <laughs> and a good morning to you too darling <laughs> and a good day to you <laughs> i said good day i said good day and then she throws her orb at the back of her head <laughs> yeah oof 
That would that'd be rough. Would not feel good, huh? No. Unless that globe is like you know the, like the glowing globe. The right, <laughs> the energy just like because it glows. Yeah. Globe. I don't know what I was trying to say. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then then she tells Jenny that Giles misses her, and she doesn't want him to be lonely. Do you think Giles so actually nice. told her that though, or do you think no. she's just inferring? She's well. She says she's like you know he doesn't say anything, but I know he does. Oh, okay. So that answers yeah. my question. Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> uh, yeah. So she tells Jenny that she doesn't want him to be lonely, which I thought was very nice. Yeah. Then we cut to Giles asking some students to put up flyers of what we have no idea. <laughs> like, what? What is he asking them to put up? <laughs> flyers didn't make any sense to me. Of what? Eh, you know, this and that. Little this, Tweet little convention that. in the library? <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, lost and then, books. Return your books, please. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what it was. Uh, Buffy tells him that her night was sleepless, but no human fatalities. Just fish ones. Sleepless in Sunnydale. Starring oh, Meg yeah. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, Giles tells her that he found a ritual to revoke the... in. Uh, invitation to vampires and cordelia is very relieved by this news because last night she asked her grandmother to switch cars with her (laughs) 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 you're setting grandma up for angel to let himself she's like you know what she's lived a long life (laughs) i'm still young (laughs) right yeah she's lived her life she's fine she's fine grandma you know she could use a little excitement in the last few moments of her life Grandma could probably take Angel too. She'd be like, "Probably, what? yeah, yeah." I bet you she could. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Giles says that the ritual is fairly simple, but it does involve the hanging of crosses. And then we smash cut to Willow nailing a cross uh, <laughs> near the sliding door in her bedroom, yeah, which she hides with a curtain. And she says, "I'm going to have a hard time explaining this to my dad." Buffy says, you really think it'll bother him? She says, Ira Rosenberg's only daughter nailing crucifixes to her bedroom wall. I have to go over Xander's house every year just to watch a Charlie Brown Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) So she's clearly Jewish. Yeah. Well, she's mentioned that before. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cordelia tactlessly observes that there are no fish in Willow's aquarium. And then Buffy basically tells her to get gone. She's Get like, you know gone. what? You could we've already done your car, Cordelia. You could call it a night. Yeah. <laughs> so they humored her by doing the spell on her car. Right. Um, which maybe if they didn't take take their time doing that, you know, some other things could have happened yeah. sooner. Anyway, okay. Cordelia picks up her coat, then she finds another envelope and she hands it to Willow. Willow opens it, takes out the paper, looks at it, and tells Buffy that it's for her, and it's a drawing of Joyce sleeping. Yeah. So this is when I started to realize that uh, Angel's got his own stationery. Yeah, papyrus. It's kind of like a papyrus. Yeah, it's like an old-timey (laughs) brown. You hold it up to the light, and it has angel wings, you know? Right, right. It was like what I used to print my my resumes on. Yeah, oh, yeah, To make it stand out back in the day. Yeah. Now everything's digital. You don't have that flourish. Where you print out or on this old timey paper. You send the resume physically and it definitely stands out. Right. If it doesn't get thrown away by accident. They're like, what's this yeah. trash? Or I've seen that people still use like 
in Microsoft Office, you can have like a background on your emails. A background. So you just send it with, you know, oh, with like with a, a background. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. There you go. Wow. Jeez. Digital, digital uh, coolness. Digital coolness. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we bring you every week on this podcast. Digital coolness. Digital coolness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Okay, so then we cut to Joyce driving down her street and pulling in the driveway where Angelus is waiting on the lawn for her. Joyce gets out of her car. She's holding a bag of groceries and she tells him that he's scaring Buffy and he pleads with her, but Joyce tells him to leave Buffy alone. Then she loses her grip on uh, the bag that she's carrying and and drops a few, a few like oranges come spilling out of the bag. Yeah. Yeah. and Angelus rushes to help her with them. He's still pleading with her. Uh, you want to do a couple lines with me here? Yeah. So start from, uh, you don't understand, Joyce. You don't understand, Joyce. <laughs> I'll die without Buffy. She'll die without me. Are you threatening her? Please. Why is she doing this to me? I'm calling the police now. And then I leave the grocery bag behind and I run to the door, fumble with my keys. I finally get the key in the door. I haven't been able to sleep since the night we made love. Revelation. <laughs> Joyce doesn't say revelation. No, I'm just saying that. <laughs> she just looks up and says, That's in my eyes. <laughs> right, right. There's <laughs> your inner monologue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I say, I need her. I know you understand. And then I finally open the door and I say, Just leave us alone. And I rush in. And Angelus tries to follow after. But he comes up against an invisible barrier. Willow finishes a Latin chant reading from a book. Buffy's in front of her. Buffy comes down to the doorway and she says, Sorry, Angel, change the locks. And Yo, she slams the, slams the door. Yeah, what a great well, moment. That was an awesome moment because she yeah. comes down kind of nonchalant. She's like, Whatever, Angel's here. Yeah. Who cares? And then she shuts the door. Yeah. yeah. That, was a, that was a real, like, in your face moment. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Mm. That was good. That was good. Woo. Then we cut to Jenny, Jenny, sipping Jenny. on some coffee and mm. burning the midnight oil in her computer lab. Yeah. Giles uh, comes up in the doorway behind her and unintentionally startles her. She tells him that she's working on a special project and also that Buffy told, she's like, Buffy told me you miss me, you know. Uh, you know, I don't know if you, you want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> kind of funny the way she said it um to which giles replies she's a meddlesome girl (laughs) and jenny says that she might have some news but she needs to finish up first she doesn't want to like jump the gun she needs to finish up first um and then she asks if she can see him later and giles says that she can stop by her house and they're both smiling and it's a nice moment nice gonna reconcile then we cut to the witchy shop, which is closed, but apparently not for Drusilla and her puppy. Yeah. And Drusilla says, Miss Sunshine here tells me you had a visit today, but she worries. She wants to know what you and the mean teacher talked about. <laughs> and I'd be like, ma'am, Petco's next door. It's <laughs> over there and across the street. Okay? But in a Brooklyn accent. Hey, ma'am, the Petco's right over there. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> hey. Uh, so then we cut to later in Jenny's classroom. She's still working at her computer, and it looks like she's running some kind of translation program. Hmm. 
Uh, and she she's like typing, and then she goes, "That's it. It's gonna work. This will work." She she like calculated it. Yeah. Yeah. She saves. She pops out a yellow floppy drive, sets it aside. Floppy disk. Sorry, that's what I meant. Floppy disk. Right, Thank out you. of the drive. Yeah, floppy disk out of the drive. Uh, sets it aside, goes to the printer to look at the document that's printing. Dot and then matrix she looks printer. Up, yeah. The <laughs> God, those were the worst. You got to replace the can you ribbon. Imagine, can you yeah. imagine printing with that today? I, I had to print with it. Uh, well, I guess it was a while ago now, but. <laughs> it seemed like it was a really old printer and I worked in the movie store. That's how we used yeah. to print receipts. Oh boy. Yeah. Good times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then she looks up huh, and yeah. she finds Angela sitting at a desk in the back of the class. Right. You want to do some more lines here? Sure. So okay. many lines. I don't think you had me do any lines last episode. Yeah. I don't know. I thought you I fell out of love many. with the lines. No, I love it. Oh, okay. I love it. I'm loving it. I'm All right. Loving it. Okay. Then, uh, so she asks Angel how he got in, uh, how he got in here to the school, and Angelus says, "I was invited. The sign in the front of the school for Matia Transicaria Decurum." <laughs> oh boy, I knew I should have been Angel. <laughs> <laughs> what? Hold on. Let me. I didn't. I didn't say it right. I don't know. For Matia. For Matia Transicaria Decurum. Sure, that sounds good. Okay. Enter all ye who seek knowledge. <laughs> he giggles. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? I'm a knowledge seeker. And he starts walking towards Jenny. Angel, I, I've got good news. I heard. You went shopping at the local boogity boogity store. <laughs> and the Orb of Thessula. He picks it up. Yep. If memory serves, this is supposed to summon a person's soul from the ether from the ether it's something we say all the time i know (laughs) (laughs) i was so stoked (laughs) store it until it can be transferred yeah so then the orb begins to glow as he looks into it and then he throws it at the chalkboard behind her shattering it yeah this is like whoa yeah so he's like orb what you gonna do now bitch and then he says you know what i hate most about these things yeah, I, I was getting past this part, oh, but okay. I guess you still want to do some lines. <laughs> Sorry, I was really That's getting into character. That's when he throws it, and then That's he says, he throws it. Yeah. yeah, how yeah. fragile they are must be that shoddy gypsy craftsmanship, right? He says yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not you even looking it. at the script. It's just wow. in my brain. it's from memory. Yeah. yeah. Then he muses on about the miracle of computer technology and throws the computer to the floor. So he's just breaking everything. You know, Smashing this is like, everything. This is Angelus tantrum time. <laughs> tantrum time, yeah. <laughs> he goes to the printer. He tears out what's printing. Um, yeah. He reads the ritual of restoration. Wow, this brings back memories. And the computer by now has lit on fire. And he says that he gets to kill two birds with one stone, the computer and the paper, and he starts to burn the paper on the computer fire, and yeah. then he says, "And teacher makes three. And he's and he's warming his hands over the fire too. Yeah, like just keeping warm, you know, yeah. with this computer fire in the middle of the room. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. So then, yeah, he looks at 
Janian says, and teacher makes three. And then she makes a run for it. And Angelus chases her through the school. Mm-hmm. This is like a long chase scene. Long They're chase running through sequence. the halls. She's, she's trying to get through doors. She's closing doors behind her. She's running, yeah. running, running, looking back. Cool lighting, cool shots. Very cool lighting. Yeah. You love the running and the dark scenes. I do love it. But, uh, you know, throughout this whole scene, I'm not really, I'm not feeling any threat here because mm-hmm. time and time again, we've had... Scenes like this where it's like, eh, somebody's in peril, you know, yeah. and then Buffy or somebody Giles will show up, up and then it'll be like, kick him and then he runs away, yeah. you know, but then. But then she ends up, so she thinks that she's finally lost him, but she ends up running right into him. So he right. grabs hold of her. He laughs. And this is actually a nice shot, I thought. Like, this is one that like always stands out to me. Yeah. Not just from what happens, but. They're standing in front of this like big window. half circle window and yeah. you can see the palm trees like right outside. Um, so it's actually like a looks cinematically very nice, I think. Yeah, um, I think this whole uh, this whole episode is very cinematic, more cinematic than most of the episodes. Yes. Like I yeah. felt like they had a different approach with this one. It felt much more grown up. Yeah. Well, I don't know that the director has done... Um, Michael Gershman. We'll have to see. Yeah. I don't recognize his name, so I don't think he's done a ton hmm. in this. Other um, than the voiceover. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, yeah. So she runs into him. He grabs hold of her and they're standing. So, like I said, they're standing in front of this half circle window. Uh, he puts one hand behind her head and then he kind of like touches her lips with the uh, the fingers of his other hands like kind of to silent like to shush her right shh, shh, and he shh. says sorry jenny this is where you get off and he snaps her neck yeah and she goes down dead yana yep. wowzers didn't see that coming huh did not see that coming when it happened i was like okay yeah this episode just got turned up yes it did and it's about to get more turned up yeah. So then we cut to Giles knocking on Buffy's door. Willow opens it and lets him in. She gives him the book back and he says, you know, that he's going to go home and do his apartment next. Mm-hmm. Willow tells him that the ritual went fine until Angel showed up and told Joyce that he and Buffy, you know, you do know, right? You do and know, G- right? Giles is like, oh, oh, yes, yes. And she's like, okay, because I thought, you know, maybe being a librarian, you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it just does not compute with him no <laughs> giles offers to kind of like step in and help buffy out you know sort of like in- intervene between her and her mom mm-hmm. and willow's like oh yeah sure like what would you say and then he just kind of stands there is like um mm-hmm. <laughs> then they're just like okay She's cool like, bye yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of leaves yeah uh so then we cut to buffy's room she's sitting on her bed joyce is pacing um and she's you know just kind of like trying to take in what she's hearing from buffy buffy says that stuff with the latin and herbs you know he's just real superstitious uh and joyce seems to buy that um but she's you know because she's more concerned with the discovery that her daughter is sexually active than the fact that they were talking latin in the house and burning some weird herbs Mm -hmm. she asked buffy if angel was her first and buffy says that he was the only joyce tells her that he's too old he's not very stable and that she wishes that buffy had used better judgment what mom you don't know the half of it 
Okay. You don't know the fucking half of it. Let me tell you his age, okay? And then okay. what else is going on? You really want to shit, mom? <laughs> <laughs> you want to shit? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. And then, yeah, so Joyce is like, she's he's too old. He's like, clearly not very stable. And she wishes that Buffy had used better judgment. But Buffy assures her that he wasn't like this before. So now we're going to do some more lines. I'm going to be Joyce. You're going to be Buffy. Okay. 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 I got to get into Buffy mode. Okay. Are you in love with him? I was. Were you careful? Mom, this is no time. Don't mom me, Buffy. You don't get to get out of this. You had sex with a boy you didn't even see fit to tell me you were dating. I made a mistake. Yeah, well, don't just say that to shut me up because I think you really did. I know that. I... I can't tell you everything. How about anything? Buffy, you can't shut me out of your life. I am pretty much... You can shut me out of your life. I am pretty much used to that. But don't expect me to ever stop caring about you because it's never going to happen. I love you more than anything in the world. Well, except for Ted. Oh, shit. No, she still loved her more than Ted. She sits next to Buffy on the bed. at the time, Mom. Sorry, I'm really getting into character. I'm going off script a little. (laughs) (laughs) I sit next to Buffy on the bed and I say, that would be your cue to roll your eyes and tell me I'm grossing you out. You're not. Oh, well, I guess that was the talk. So how'd it go? We look at each other. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It was my first. <laughs> that uh, was kind of a cute. Nice mom mom daughter moment. Yeah. Um and also, you know, again, here's the like realism, right? The mom finds out her daughter's you know, doing the deed. Doing the deed with and some she's old like dude. freaking out. Yeah. Figuring out how to deal with it. Right. Then we cut to Giles's apartment. Oh man. Oh man. This scene. Yeah. Woof. Going back to what I was saying about horror movie vibes. Yeah. This one locks it in. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. There's a red rose on the door. And sweet. You can hear the music of the opera La Boheme. We all know where this is going. Coming from the inside of his apartment. He takes the rose, he inhales, and he smiles. He opens the door, goes in, he calls out, hello? And then Jenny, but no answer. He puts his briefcase down, takes his coat off, and he spots a bottle of wine in a very nice crystal bowl of ice Mm -hmm. on his desk with a folded piece of paper on top of it. Yeah, in papyrus. And he opens, and it reads upstairs and he smiles kind of looking up to the second floor he takes off his glasses runs his fingers through his hair and he picks up the bottle of wine Mm -hmm. goes upstairs each stair is like sprinkled with a rose or rose petals and there's uh, little candles lining you know the side of the stairs yeah it's kind of played like a mob movie this like a mob movie a mob movie this scene like this is Oh this yeah, is... I guess a little bit it does kind of feel like a mob movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um and then the music begins to swell as he's working his way t- up the stairs. He sees Jenny on the bed. 
and she's dead. She dead. He drops the wine. Then we cut to Giles standing just inside the door of his apartment. Yeah. The lights of police cars flashing behind him in the courtyard. Visibly shaken. Yeah. He's just like staring straight ahead. And this is when I was thinking, unleash the ripper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Grab a yeah. bottle of scotch, Giles. It's time to get to work. Oh, this scene is so heartbreaking. Yeah, it for is. Giles. Yeah. I'm like, we know what's coming, you know? It's kind of, it's disturbing, too. It's so disturbing. They could have cut, like, with Giles walking up and we saw, like, her foot or something and then, nope. like, cut to his reaction. But we see, like, her face and she's, like, her eyes are open, like, dead. Yeah, so we basically see her, most of her body, like, on the bed, and then it cuts in closer. And now we see kind of, like, you know, from, like, kind of her chest up. Yeah. Yeah, because she's just, like, basically was just, like, thrown on the bed, kind of. Yeah. In a position where you definitely know that she's dead just by Mm. quickly looking at her. Yeah. So all of this was set up for him to find her that way. This is sick. Yeah. Yeah. This is very horrific. Yeah. I. You know, how is Angel going to come back from this? Huh? We ever going to trust Angel again? I, I mean, mean I, you're I understand the, one the whole who, thing with the soul thing. You're the <laughs> one who said that he's going to s- sprout angel wings, okay? So maybe you need to revise <laughs> some predictions. That was then, Sammy. This <laughs> yeah. is now, okay? Well, I'm, I'm so much has transpired since. Interested to see what your predictions <laughs> I are I don't know be. what to do with predictions anymore. How can I ever predict again after this? This tragedy. Yeah. Oh, goodness. And I've been so hard on Yana lately, too. Yep, I know. I was saying I liked it when, when she would get yelled at. Yeah, And here she is, now, just Pat? a corpse on a bed. I don't feel great, okay? <laughs> I didn't see this coming. I thought she was just going to be like a fun, you know, little teacher pet, you know, on the side that, that, you know. But, boy, I didn't see her dying. No. This is wild. Yeah. That being said, I think it works great for the series. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. (laughs) All right. So the police officer comes in, tells Giles that he's going to need to come with them. Uh, Giles, he's, you know, dazed, just staring blankly ahead. Uh, He asks if he can make a phone call first. Then we cut to Buffy's house. Um, Angelus is looking into the dining room from the outside. Mm Mm-hmm. Buffy and Willow are kind of like, so we're seeing from Angelus's perspective. We see Buffy and Willow walk, you know, into this room. Yeah, POV um, shot. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Angelus narrates, passion here is the source again. of our finest <laughs> moments. What? I said, here we go again. Here we go again. The joy of love, the clarity of hatred, and the ecstasy of grief. I don't know about ecstasy of grief here. None of these words really make sense. Yeah. Yeah. The phone rings and we see Buffy run back into the dining room to get it. As she listens to Giles, her expression becomes just like increasingly just like alarmed blank kind of. I I would say it just like there's like (laughs) nothing. It just sort of drops. Yeah. Yeah. she lowers the phone from her ear and Willow comes in taking the phone. She says, Giles. And then uh, we see Buffy leaning against the wall, sliding down kind of into a crouch. And Willow says, what? 
no and she puts the phone down no and she begins to cry uncontrollably in the way that i cannot handle and she's just like no yeah and we see angelus and he's gloating and smiling as he's looking into the window. Joyce Did comes into the dining room. She hears the crying, holds Willow. Buffy looks off into space. And then she finally lowers her head onto her knees and Angela smiles and leaves. Yeah. And we cut to a little while later, Cordelia and Xander drive up to Buffy and Willow, uh, wait, who, are, who are waiting for them at Buffy's house. Xander um, gets out of the car. And Buffy asks where Giles is. Xander says that by the time they got to the station, Giles had already left. So Buffy asks Cordelia to drive them to Giles' house. And we cut to Giles' house. The camera, this is kind of a cool shot too. So the camera starts from the the top of Giles' stairs from Mm -hmm. the loft and kind of comes down. And we see, you know, the like smashed roses. um, The, you know, the like lights are, I think the lights are all out the sorry the um candles, candles. yeah mm-hmm. um and there's kind of this intense music playing and the camera you know comes down the stairs goes through the like main floor of his apartment swings back around and giles comes into view and he's packing a bag of weapons and then he walks off camera and then we see a drawing of um jenny laying on his desk yeah another charcoal another spooky drawing. charcoal papyrus drawing right uh, and then we cut to Xander knocking on Giles's door, calling for Giles. Uh, he walks in with Buffy, Willow, Cordelia um, into this empty apartment. They look around and Xander says, well, I guess Giles had a big night planned tonight. Buffy picks up the sketch of Jenny and says, Giles didn't set this up. Angel did. This is the wrapping for the gift. And she heads upstairs and Willow sees that um, all of Giles's weapons are gone. Buffy comes back downstairs, realizing that Giles has gone after Angel. And Xander says, well, it's about time somebody did. Xander and Willow go, Xander. And Xander says, I'm sorry, but let's not forget that I hated Angel long before you guys jumped on the bandwagon. So I think I deserve a little something for not saying I told you so long before now. And if Giles wants to go after the fiend that murdered his girlfriend, I say faster pussycat kill kill. (laughs) What's that a reference to? (laughs) Um, isn't that a, I thought that was like a James Bond movie. Uh, I don't think it's the name of a James Bond movie. Uh, Faster Pussycat Kill Kills, a 1965 American exploitation film directed by Russ Meyer and co-written by Meyer and Jack Moran. It follows three go-go dancers who embark on a spree of kidnapping and murder in the California (laughs) desert. Well, that sounds like a phenomenal time. (laughs) (laughs) Such a random reference. I'm going to go ahead and keep this up yeah because that sounds amazing yeah Um, sounds like a nice saturday night watch yeah so that was the reference i knew i definitely knew it was a reference to some kind of movie yeah so then buffy says there's only one thing wrong with giles's little revenge scenario it's gonna get him killed Mm Hmm. yeah we've seen this before giles tries to you know he tries to uh take violence into his own hands and try to be the tough fuddy-duddy and uh you Doesn't know work you, out for him no we gotta leave it to the slayer yeah mm-hmm. the slayer slays the watcher watches <laughs> watches or helps or yeah. hands her weapons he trains her he prepares trains her. her sure 
So we cut to Spike lecturing and jealous in the warehouse, telling him that he's supposed to kill Buffy, not leave gag gifts in her friend's beds. And Drusilla points out that Jenny was going to restore Angel's soul. And Spike says that he prefers the Buffy whipped Angelus. He mm. says, I love a good slaughter we as much as... We all do. We all do. We all do. Although this Angel's kind of badass. He's too. pretty it's badass. Fun. <laughs> He's a good, definitely a fun character. Great bad Not guy. Not a good guy. Not a good guy, but great bad guy. Yeah. Uh, so he says, I love a good slaughter as much as the next bloke, but his little pranks will only leave us with one incredibly brassed off slayer. Brassed off. <laughs> and Angela says, don't worry, roller boy. I've got everything under control. And in comes whoosh, Molotov cocktail. Yeah. Lighten the table up next to them on fire. Shablamo. Shablamo. That's a great sound effect, Pat. Thank you. Um, and Drusilla and Spike kind of run slash roll for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but as Angel tries to, a crossbow bolt comes flying at him. Finding, Always with a crossbow. You know, like slamming into his shoulder. Slamming yeah. into? That's not really. Penetrating his penetrating shoulder. Penetrating his shoulder. There we yeah. go. Giles comes at him with a baseball bat and he just mm. like whoosh, lights it on fire with yeah. the table flames and then swings at it, which is fucking bad ass. Yeah, he means business. Oh yeah, he is not fucking He's around anymore. He's ripping it up. He's like, listen here, motherfucker. He did say that and then they actually had to cut that out. Yeah. It was a fun trivia piece for this. Yep, you're yep. right, totally right. So then he just, Kablam! Wails on Angel. Angel. Yeah. Angel. <laughs> Angel. Hey, Angel, you're my girl, Angel. <laughs> <laughs> on Angel a bunch of times. Yeah. Uh, and then Drew kind of like moves to intervene, but Spike holds her back. And Giles knocks Angel to the ground. But then Angel gains the upper hand and takes Giles by the throat, lifting him off his feet. And Giles drops the bat. Uh, and as he threatens Giles, Buffy sneaks in and kicks Angel in the back. He lets go of Giles and he falls to the floor, not far from the burning table. And um, so we got a great fight scene with Buffy and Angel. She chases oh, yeah. him around onto the top of a catwalk. Yeah, great um, camera shot there too. The camera kind of cranes up, and we get yeah. the whole you know wide shot of the whole like uh, scene, like uh, everything playing set, out, like the yeah. great set. You know, it's great set piece. This yeah, this action scene. Yeah. Uh, so they keep fighting until Angel says, you going to let your old man just burn? And she looks over and that fire is pretty close to Giles. So yeah. she jumps off and she gets to Giles and, you know, in doing so, lets Angel get away. Then outside, she kind of like carries Giles sort of outside the factory. And Giles yells at her and says, why did you come here? This wasn't your fight. And Buffy punches him, knocking him to the <laughs> she ground. punches him in the face. It's like, hasn't he been through enough in the past 24 hours, Buffy? I know. Do we have but to I, punch him in the face? I mean, punching him, maybe not. Like, she could have yeah. just, like, hit him or something. Right. But what she's she trying to, like, nose? she's trying to just, like, you know. What if she broke his glasses? Oh, oh no. We've been so sad. <laughs> Giles glasses broke. No. Why did She's you like, say uh, that to me? I see Buffy. Don't say Your that to point, me, Patrick. If I could only see myself at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's been through a lot. He has been through a His lot. But she's died. just trying to like snap him out of it, you know? Yeah, there's better ways to do that. Buffy. There are better ways, but this you was know. a 
quick and effective way, apparently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She could have um, poked him in his chest and like, you, you listen, listen here, here, mister. And you'd been like, oh, ouch, that hurts. So she knocks him to the ground and she says, are you trying to get yourself killed? Then she gets to the ground next to him and hugs him and she cries, you can't leave me. I can't do this alone. I almost <laughs> left you right now when you punched me in the face. I almost died. What if my head hit that piece of concrete over there? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I made it too real. <laughs> too real. So then we cut to Giles arriving at his apartment. Later that night, he tears down the crime scene tape from his door and then he enters. And I, I was just like, you know, I really hope that like Willow, Cordelia and Xander just like cleaned up for Giles, you know, just like got rid of all the roses and yeah, but. Also, this is a crime scene. Clearly, the crime scene tape is there for a reason. That's true. I guess they couldn't do that. So, A, why isn't Giles a suspect and being held in a cell somewhere? Hi, police. My dead girlfriend is on my bed, and I know it looks like... (laughs) I know what it looks like. It looks really bad, but just don't arrest me? And they're like, yeah, everything checks out here, Sarge. Well, I mean, I don't think it was a... God, if they didn't have enough enough evidence, they couldn't keep him. Well, you see, they didn't have enough to. What do you mean enough him? evidence? The girl was dead in his bed, and there's <laughs> romantic everything all over the house. But they could. They can only keep him for so long. I don't know. Definitely yeah. the legal system no, they in Sunnydale is no good. Yeah, <laughs> we've, we've established this. That's, yeah, a lot of a lot of plot holes here. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> But maybe a neighbor was like, well, we saw another person coming in and, you know, holding a dead body and we just didn't think anything of it. He's like, I know it looks bad, but hear me out. There's a vampire who's 218 years old. (laughs) 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 They're like, all right, pal, tell it to the judge. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, they let him go. Right. And he's tearing the crime scene tape from the door as Angelus narrates, it hurts sometimes more than we can bear. If we could live without passion, maybe we'd know some kind of peace. But we would be hollow. Empty rooms, shuttered and dank. Without passion, we'd be truly dead. Mm, boy. And we cut to a cemetery. It's the only thing that made sense was without passion would be truly dead, I guess. I don't know. Everything else is just like filler. Yeah. Also, who's he narrating to? He's is narrating to us. Is this within his head? He's maybe aware his of an whole audience? show is within his head. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Maybe not a fan of the voiceover. Mm. Yeah. Again, I don't know what to make a prediction about after this episode. (laughs) (laughs) So in the cemetery, we uh, pan camera pans past Jenny's gravestone. Giles kneels down and lays some flowers on her grave. Buffy's there beside him. No funeral. No funeral for Yana. Well, it just already happened. Okay. Yana never gonna get a funeral. Giles says, in my years as watcher, I've buried too many people, but Jenny was the first I've loved. Yeah. And Buffy looks up at him and she says, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I couldn't kill him for you, for her, when I had the chance. I wasn't ready. And we cut to Jenny's classroom. The students are waiting at their desk for the teacher to arrive. Willow walks in and stands at the front of the room. And then in a voiceover, Buffy says, but I think I finally am. And Willow says, hi, Principal Snyder asked me to fill in for Miss Calendar until the new computer teacher arrives. I'm just going to stick to the lesson plan she left. And 
still in narration, Buffy says, I can't hold on to the past anymore. Angel has gone. Nothing's ever going to bring him back. And as she's saying that, Willow puts books down on her desk. And in the process, she kind of nudges a few things aside, knocking the yellow floppy disk off the edge of the desk. And it falls between the desk and the small filing cabinet next to it. Hits the floor, kind of like spins around a few times before coming to rest, leaning against the side of the cabinet. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the episode. Yikes. Yikes. Big episode. Yeah. Crazy. Didn't see that coming. Yep. Didn't see Yana dying. Nope. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's a heartbreaker. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. Got anything else you want to say or would you like some trivia? One thing I wanted to say quickly was I like yeah. the musical theme that they had going on for Evil Angel as he's kind of stalking around outside the windows and stuff. It was different. Yeah. Had kind of a, like an industrial feel to it. Yeah. It's kind of like That's a Terminator, true. you know? Mm, I could sort see of. that. Yeah. It's kind of neat. Yeah. That's all. So Anthony Stewart Head says, uh, who plays Giles, says that this is his favorite episode because... Mm. Quote, it was beautifully shot and a beautifully written one. Yeah, that's what I was saying, except for the voiceover. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And this one was very interesting to me. So a huge fan of Buffy is Ed Sheeran. Oh, the music guy. (laughs) The music guy. Listen to me. I am such a fan. (laughs) Uh, I know music. And so he actually sampled a track from this from this episode called Remembering really? Jenny mm-hmm. in his song A Fire Love. And he said is the it show voiceover? itself inspired the song. Hmm? Is, it part, is it part of the voiceover that he sampled? No, he sampled okay. the, I think it's the track that's playing uh, as they're at the cemetery. Oh. It's called Remembering okay. Jenny. Jenny. I don't really no whole whole lot of edge here and stuff nah, me so. neither i'm with you yeah um he was in uh game, game of, thrones, of thrones right yeah, yeah that he guy was. okay yeah because he was yeah. a really big fan of the series right so you know he just likes good tv i guess yeah can't guess. argue can't argue that no i can't the thing that willow was saying when she was coming down the stairs the latin mm-hmm, the hecate verb verbi consensus restus est Okay, so I guess we're both terrible at Latin. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're no better. <laughs> I think I nailed it my second take. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> translation is, by these strong unanimous words, uh, and then Un- Angelus's permission to enter is rescinded. Or it's basically hmm. like, by these strong unanimous words, blank, this, like, this is rescinded. Right. As long as you say it in things. Latin, then it uh, then makes it's fine. it more magical. Just, yeah. Anything yeah. anything magic, you just got to say it in Latin. In Latin. And it's fine. And it, yeah, it turns, it works turns it up a notch. Yeah. Yep. It makes it real. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Cool. That's what we got. All right. Fun episode. Fun. Fun. Yeah, it was fun. Okay. <laughs> In a dark kind of way, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you got to have these episodes, though. You know? Yeah. You need well, these dark episodes because, again, like I said, it gives the series teeth. Because yes. just at a, at a point, just like I said, she's running through the hallway, 
angels running after him. I'm like, what? whatever. Nothing. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Nothing's going to happen. Buffy's going to show up. She's going to kick him. Whatever. Yeah. But then he snaps her neck and she's dead like that. I'm like, oh, okay. Now okay. Now we got, shit's real. We, now we got some stakes. Yeah. And that's what we need in these we shows. That that's Jenny why Game of Thrones stakes. is so good because yeah. you never know when somebody's going to die. Yep. Well, it's interesting because in maybe it's just that it was dark in a different way. But like, you know, the first episode of this season, you were not happy because you were like, this is too dark. Where's the fun? You know, where's all the fun Xander quips and stuff like that? Um, And you were not happy about it. So I was curious to see. I don't know. I think it depends on my mood, too. Like the pendulum swings back and forth. I think when we're having fun in those fun episodes like that's what i really love about this show but if i want to be invested in the story too especially when it comes to big bad because i know when you know big bad's gonna come around they are so disparate like they're so different these kinds of episodes between the fun ones and like the hardcore ones the hardcore ones i need to care about what's happening yeah otherwise i'm just like i'm checking out more so yeah so yeah, when I'm in it, you know, I gotta, I gotta care. Yeah, I agree, and that's like that's why I have such a hard time with Once Upon a Time because I want to love it. You know, I love fairy tale stuff. You know, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm kind of like so so on Disney. Yeah. Um, you know, I like Disney stuff, but like I'm not like a super fan or anything like that. But like Once Upon a Time, I'm like nobody ever dies. They always yeah, get out of their stuff. Like they, and 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 I feel the same way. It's like there's no stakes. Like I'm not yeah. worried about any of these characters because I know they're gonna figure it out. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I agree. I think you gotta think you gotta have that a little bit. Yeah, you gotta, gotta have, have some of your favorite people die. Mm-hmm. Yep. An angel is a real threat now. Yeah. Big time threat. Threat Can't level wait angel. To hear your predictions. Threat level <laughs> angel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall we get into Lost? Let's do this. All right. So this is Lost Season 2, Episode 3. This one is titled Orientation. The original air date is October 5th, 2005. It's written by Javier Griot-Marswatch and Craig Wright, and it's directed by Jack Bender. So this episode... Wait, let's hear your predictions. <laughs> I always <laughs> every do this. Time every happens, week. Every week. <laughs> uh, so I thought that the backstory would be Desmond. Mm-hmm. Um, Wrong. And I said... Eh. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I I was wrong on both of these. Yeah. Um and I said it's hard to know if they're going to jump right back where this episode ended off with the others. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say we'll focus on the hatch and maybe caves next episode, but not get back to the others until the episode after cuz they want to tease it out like that. Mm, well this so, is nice. This is a nice little sampler episode. We get we get a bit of everything in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Do we get caves? Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Well. Kind of, we? like very briefly. Eh. Yeah, so you were wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> and you Which know is, what? I can admit when I'm wrong. And it's kind of refreshing because I feel like you're right a little too much in your predictions. I feel like I do not have that feeling. <laughs> you, you don't? <laughs> no. You don't agree. <laughs> I do not agree. <laughs> yeah. I think you just feel it more when you're wrong. You're just like, I'm always wrong. Yeah, but, that's true. Yeah. 
All right. So this episode picks right back up to where we left off. Yeah. And it starts with so much stuff that we've already seen. And I'm like, we've seen this already. Why are you wasting my time? Yeah. They're kind of season two so far. They're kind of checkerboarding their episodes a little bit. Yeah. They're rehatching a bit. They're kind of, they're kind of overlaying some of the previous episode from different angles and such. It's interesting. I feel like it's a little bit of a way to stretch out your runtime, but- You know, what are you, yeah. you going to do? Okay. It's still great episodes. So. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Is it as tight as season one so far? Probably not. But, you know, there's a lot to Is love here. Is it as here. tight? Toy, toy, toy. Toy, 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 toy. So, starts off right where we left off with uh, the large shirtless dude who we saw before at the end of the episode. Scary guy. Yeah, he runs over and he's got his club. He runs over to Jin Sawyer and Michael and he smacks him in the head with a big stick. And then they get hey, dragged a lot of off. Happen, happen. A lot of crossover. clubbing. Crossover. Club they crossover. Get, they get dragged off by the others through the jungle and thrown into a ground pit prison. And Michael's screaming at him. He's like, Where's my boy? Where's my boy? And they just shut the lid on him. And then and we like, cut to. Hey, put a lid on it. Yeah, put a lid on it. Allow pal. me. Yeah. No, they didn't. They don't say anything. Then we cut to Jack and Locke, and they're with Desmond in the hatch. And this is the previous hatch scene again that we've again. seen what twice. We've already seen it twice. We're going to see it a third time <laughs> with Desmond holding a gun to Locke's head, and then he fires a shot Brava. that almost hits Kate, Brava, who's in the vent. And then flashback to Locke in a support group, and a woman is telling her story about how how her mom stole thirty dollars. <laughs> from her this week because she wanted to drink and then Locke starts snickering to himself and the moderator lady is like something you want to say John you've been coming here for a month now and Locke's sort of laughing he's like I just don't think $30 is worth getting angry about and she's like well Francine feels like $30 and then Locke kind of He freaks out. He goes, Francine feels a little too much, if you ask me. You all do. I mean, seriously. So-and-so never called me back. My mother stole $30 from me. I never knew where my parents were a couple of years ago. My birth mother found me. Blah, 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 blah. And he goes on a bit. And then well, he... he... <laughs> you're making it sound like he he's making fun of someone who never knew his, who their parents were. He is yeah. now transitioning to being like, oh, yeah, this happened to you. This happened to you. Listen to this shit, bitch. Oh, right. I right. never knew yeah, who my parents were, to, and then right. they found me, and then they pulled a scam on me to get my motherfucking kidney. <laughs> that's and true. And your mom sold thirty bucks from you. Okay, your pain's worse. Like that's kind of yeah. what's happening. Yeah. yeah. He's like, he's like, you want your damn thirty dollars back? I want my kidney back. And he loses it. <laughs> I was like, I was just waiting for him to pull thirty bucks out of his pocket and, and like throw it, throw at, it her. at her. <laughs> yeah, take it. <laughs> Shove it up your ass, bitch! And then he walks out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, he doesn't do that. But, uh, you know, I was like, geez, Locke, you know, we all got baggage, brava. I know, brava. You know, it's and all, his it's all hair relative. is still, he's got, still bothering less, you. he's got less hair than his last flashback. <laughs> right. It is less. But he's losing it quickly now with I'm all like, the stress in his life. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just, yeah. it still doesn't look right. Mm-hmm. So then outside after the meeting, a random lady approaches Locke, who's trying to light a cigarette at this point and we find out this lady's name is helen and i recognized and her voice i recognized her by her voice not necessarily her face yeah yeah oh okay interesting 
What do you recognize her from? The uh, from Married with Children. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, had to, I had to look it up. I was I, like, who is well, this? Well, so did we. I was oh, like, okay. she looks vaguely familiar, but it's yeah. her voice. And Dave was like, it's definitely her voice. And and I was like, yeah. And so he he looked it up because I didn't want to ruin anything for myself. Right. And he was like, oh, it's Peg from Married Peggy with Children. Peggy Bundy. Peggy Bundy. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, her name I is think Helen. She looks much prettier in this. Oh yeah. I mean, she's <laughs> Peggy she's Bundy like, is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, she's <laughs> the ma- big hair. made to be like real trashy. Yeah, <laughs> right. So she sort of hits on Locke after telling him that he just said everything she's always wanted to say in those meetings, and she says she also likes bald guys. And then Locke says, "I'm not bald," and she says, "I can I wait." Can wait. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Oh, I was like, "Ooh, I like her." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Woo!" I was like, "Man, real hell in a handbasket." Am I right? <laughs> What? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, this Real whole episode Helen of Troy. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> she does look better than Married with Children. But, you know. <laughs> she's a she's a looker, but Helen of Troy, you know, is real top notch. <laughs> so Desmond, Jack, and Locke are inside the hatch, and Jack says, "Where's Kate?" And Kate is still in the vents. She drops into the armory room. How convenient. Mm-hmm. just a whole bunch of guns and ammo and Super she finds a shotgun and loads it up and then she sneaks up behind desmond gets the drop on him and knocks him down with the butt of her gun right and then desmond accidentally fires his gun and he shoots the computer the old dusty computer that they've been punching the numbers into rut one of my notes was that wasn't Helen the woman that Locke was talking to on the phone in his first flashback? I was thinking that myself. I was I like, couldn't remember her name and I didn't want to look it up. So Yeah, I think it's Helen, but I, I don't think, remember. Yeah. We'd so, have to look at our notes. Yeah. Yeah. But should we? Is that cheating? <laughs> to go back in our own notes? I don't think that's cheating. Yeah. It just seems like a lengthy thing. So for me, I'm just like, eh, you know. I'm well, I don't know that out. it would have been in my notes. Mm. Unless I just wrote, who's Hel- who the F is Helen? Which is sometimes something that I would something do in my Something you notes, would have written, so. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be in there. Yeah. So Desmond says, what did you do? What did you do? We're all going to die. We're all going to die. He's freaking out because the computer is busted Yeah. Now. And at this point, Dave was like, eh, Saeed can fix it. <laughs> right. That's my first thought. Too. I was like, <laughs> yeah. we got a guy. We're good. We're fine. <laughs> yeah. So Desmond's on the ground. He's pleading with Jack to let him up saying, I have to fix it. And then he says, look at the wall. You see that? That's a timer. It's counting down. I've got to enter the code. I've got to push the button. And then Jack is like, or what? And they go back and forth a lot in this episode regarding whether or not to enter the numbers into this computer or not. And at one point, Desmond looks at Jack and says, do I know you? And Jack just slams his head into the ground. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, damn, Jack. Take it easy, Jackie. Jeez, oh, man. Oh, boy. So Jack finally lets him up to check out the computer, and then Locke just sort of stares at Jack. And Jack notices him staring, and Jack's like, what? And Jack's like, nothing, Jack. I'm like, oh, mm. tension. Drama between you two never ends. So flashback to Locke heading out after a lustful night with Helen. Ooh, yeah, it looks like he- That gave look, me the shivers. Well, really? <laughs> In a good way or in a bad way? I don't know. I was just like, whoa. <laughs> Lustful. <laughs> Maybe you have ASMR. 
you know what ASMR is? Like those. Oh yeah, that's like those when voice people, videos. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, that freaks me people out. People like whisper. Not. You don't like that. So sorry. I was trying to set myself up for a real boom lustful goes the dynamite night. here. Lustful okay. night. Woo. Yeah, lustful night with Hello. Helen. Yeah, looks like he got locky. Oh. oh. High yeah. five. High five. <laughs> High five. I was very happy about this. I was like, yeah, lock, get it. Yeah, lock, get it. <laughs> get it. So looks like he was trying to quietly sneak out and mm. she catches him. She asks where he's going and he says, nowhere. I, I, I just have trouble sleeping in a strange bed. And then Helen, Which that could like, be legit. Mm. It could be. Yeah. I was like, yeah, okay. So far checking out, but she's like, her face kind of like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. She's like, like whatever. This is, he's feeding me a lot. My line. bed's strange. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, no, it's n- nothing to do with you, Helen. I promise. I really like you. I'm sorry. I'll call you later. Uh, yeah, he gives her the old, it's not you, it's me. Classic mm. hound dog lock, <laughs> this guy. Hound doggin'. <laughs> hound doggin'. <laughs> <laughs> so then we cut to Locke sitting inside his VW bug, looking oh, ever so Locke. cool, you know? <laughs> and of course, he's what just looking at a building. What are you or, doing? Or a gate outside a building. We've seen this before. We've seen this before. Yeah, just creeping. And then, boom, his dad gets into his car. And this guy's name is Cooper. And he says, John, I know you like to drive through my neighborhood. And I know that every now and then you like to park outside my house. Now I thought it might all stop when I move, but here you are. Now I admit at first I thought it was funny. Now it's just annoying. It was funny? This fucking it's funny. guy? Cooper, it's funny? You find this funny? These these hijinks with your I, estranged son? I got some things I need to say about him. Yeah. Oh, about but Cooper? But you finish up. All right. So he says, how about you tell me about what the hell it is that you want? And Locke says, uh, basically, he just asks why. Yeah, he just wants to know why. Yeah. Why he did it, it. His dad's like, there is no why. You needed a father figure and I needed a kidney. You're not wanted. And then he gets out. Well, he said, John that's what Locke happened. Cries. Get over it. You're not wanted. Get over it. You got Get conned, over it. Boy. Get gone. Get gone. You're a Take fool. Take your, your VW bug and get gone. Go back to your lady. I, yeah. Pat. Listen yeah. to me. What's his okay. name? Cooper. Cooper? Yeah. More like Pooper, Pooper. am I right? Yeah, I knew you were going to go there. It's the easy also, one. Also, <laughs> I have something to say. Okay, let's hear Listen it. up, Pat. Yeah. Because this is a revelation. Okay. Boy, really building it up. I hate this guy more than Brian fucking Porter. <gasps> you hate him more than Brian Porter? But yep. we hate Brian Porter so much. I know. You hate Cooper a lot, then. I fucking hate Cooper. Yeah, this guy's a. Yeah, Although Brian Porter also abandoned a dog, so actually no, yeah. they they swiped well, they swiped away, the dog least. out of him. Oh right, no, they, they stole it wasn't it. his they choice. It. They were like, right. <laughs> that was that was Michael. Like, eh, he doesn't need him. We'll take him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Vincent has stolen goods from Brian Porter. Yeah, kind of forgot he about fucking that. Deserved that that piece of <laughs> shit. But yeah. I Cooper is higher on my shit list. Pooper really? is higher on the Pooper. shit list yeah, than Brian. fucking porter okay well it's good to know deserve it so i suppose yeah we should make a real shit list for this uh for for lost yeah we should yeah Yeah. like who's top on the shit list yeah right now cooper's top yeah right now it's cooper nah angel's top cooper never oh yeah angel's definitely top yeah if you combine both shows and jealous and jealous right yeah 
Yeah. So back to the commotion in the hatch, Desmond searches for something to fix the computer. And then Kate says, Saeed can fix a computer, which is what we were thinking. Yep. And then we were like, yeah, obviously, Kate, (laughs) way to be 20 minutes late. (laughs) Right. Kate leaves to get Saeed using the front door and Jack makes Desmond tell his story. And Desmond says, it was three years ago. I was on a solo race around the world and my boat crashed into the reef. And then Kelvin came and Locke says, Kelvin? And he says, he comes running out of the jungle. Hurry, hurry, come with me. He brings me down here. The first thing he does, because there's beeping already, he types in the code. He pushes the button and it stops. What was all of that about, I say? Just saving the world, he says. And then they just keep repeating like the last few words he says. So Jack says, saving the world? And the Desmond <laughs> says, his words, not mine. So I started pushing the button too. And we saved the world together for a while. And that was lovely. Then Kelvin died. That was and lovely. Now, here I am all alone at the end. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not delivering it like Desmond does. No. Because, you know, he's such a great actor. And, and I, you can't, I can't do pull the Scottish accent like I him. Can't. I can't. He's Peruvian. Is he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I looked it well, up because I was like, this guy looks really familiar, but he, yeah. I haven't seen anything else that he's been in, so. Mm, yeah, he's great. He's got a great emotive face, Desmond, yeah. his wild and eyes. And the teeth, he's his got teeth. like good teeth. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, his hair, hair's yeah. good hair too. Yeah. And that body. Mm. Hello. <laughs> Hello. And all right, I'm all right, back. and I'm back. Back to the notes. <laughs> so Jack doesn't really want to believe Desmond's story, and he asks Locke, you're going to take his word for it? And Locke says, his word is all we have, Jack. Yeah, so he's still freaking out, and I'm just like, you know what, Jack? The Jack, fuck take does it? it easy, what pal. does it matter? Let him fix a computer and press some fucking buttons if he thinks mm-hmm. it's gonna save the world. Yeah, who does it harm? I know. And then he says, "You don't have to take my word for it. Watch the film." And then Desmond tells him to watch a film that Locke finds. He pulls out a 16 millimeter film can with a Dharma logo on it. And it has oh, a label. You're like, you're like just salivating at this oh, point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I bet. Film can? Yeah. Come on. I know. I can see it. No, that one behind me is a 35 millimeter. This oh. one's a 16 millimeter, oh, like wow, the one that they have in the nerd. film. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> such a nerd. All right. So, <laughs> anyways. Got me all hot and flustered here. Uh, Locke pulls out a 16 millimeter film can with the Dharma logo on it. <laughs> it, has, it has a label orientation on the side. And then we cut to the beach. Hurley throws a ball to Vincent the dog, stolen goods, and then helps Saeed pull a trunk across the beach. And he's talking about how things are turning to normalness. And then Kate comes running out of the jungle. Yeah, cute yelling Kate to running Saeed. out of the jungle. Right. <laughs> and then he, and then Hurley just drops the trunk and he goes, oh, crap. Oh, crap. <laughs> he knows. Uh, he knows some he knows. shit's about to happen. Yeah. Cut to Jin, Mike, and Sawyer in the ground cage prison. The squirrel's nest, I like to call it. Ooh, I like and that. They, <laughs> you like that? Mm-hmm. And they boost Sawyer up to the cage lid. And then Sawyer gets stabbed or something. He doesn't it's, actually it happens get so fast. stabbed. It's just like he Hatsah! just like a knife just like comes out. <laughs> oh, okay. Near him, but I don't think he actually gets stabbed. Oh, okay. It's just like a threat. It just kind of is like shlisa, and then it <laughs> yeah. goes away. Shlisa. It's yeah. a good sound effect too. We're full of them this yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. So he falls back onto the ground in the squirrel's nest, 
as the as we see the large shirtless man again he looks in then he opens the lid of the cage and he tosses a woman into the hole and i know who that is you knew right away yeah yeah okay should i say it find out yeah sure go go for it (laughs) i wrote down is that the girl that was flirting with jack at the bar at the airport you mean anna lucia anna lucia anna lucia back to jack and Locke, who talk about how what (laughs) about how what desmond's talking about is insane and then Locke (laughs) says pat (laughs) thank you sometimes (laughs) i'm just reading it live time i'm like i'm not sure what i'm saying but i'm just gonna commit to it (laughs) Locke says why is it insane and jack says because the last time i saw a computer that was going to save the world it didn't look like that (laughs) a real piece of trash over there like that old that old computer that old jalopy computer that he's got the little MS DOS Atari sixty four yeah, piece so, of okay, junk. So okay, so he's just making fun of the computer. I think I yeah, took this more like literally. So, I think I took it more mean? literally, and I'm like, when's the last time you saw a computer that was going to oh, save no. the world, Jack? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just saying. I like, was like, is this a reference to something? Is no, he referencing he's, he's, like two thousand one, <laughs> a space odyssey? No, Hell? absolutely not. He's just saying like, if there's any computer that's going to save it's the not world, be this piece it ain't going to be this little thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, I just didn't know if that was a reference I was missing. Nope. Locke says because is the, there is the. Well, I guess it doesn't save the world. Never mind. I was thinking okay. of like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Ah, oh, this again. Still haven't seen it. Haven't read it. <laughs> oh, it's phenomenal. Locke says, "Is this the reason? Is the reason that you're so upset because he said he recognized you?" And then Jack just doesn't respond. He stays quiet. He says, "Because that would be impossible." Mm. Yeah, that's a real gotcha moment from Locke. Gotcha. 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 And then they start the projector and the sounds like all wonky. <laughs> oh yeah. And you're loving it. You're like, this is the life. I'm like, yeah, here we go. I got 16 millimeter. Hold on, Amy. I'm going to go grab my film can and we can <laughs> pretend like we're actually playing it ourselves. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. That's definitely what happened. <laughs> and then there's a lot of information in this film. So I, I, Put the whole thing down. So I'm just Number gonna read one, it. Polar and we'll, bears. We'll pull. We'll pull it apart. Okay? okay. Yeah. There's. We see polar bears. There's so much. There's so much in this. So much exposition. So much to sink our teeth into. Okay. Yeah. So a guy shows up on this film and he in says, a lab "Welcome." Coat. In a lab coat. He Very says, "Welcome." Profesh. I'm Dr. Murgandal because the, you know, the audio is all weird. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the orientation film for station three of the Dharma initiative. In a moment, you'll be given a simple set of instructions for how you and your partner will fulfill the responsibilities associated with the station. But first, a little history. He says the Dharma initiative was created in 1970 and it is the brainchild of Gerald and Karen de Groot. I am Groot. Hmm. Oh, you don't watch... You don't watch uh, Marvel. You don't know what I'm talking about. I do. I know oh, who do. Groot is. I saw oh, okay. the first. You, you know why Guardians I saw the, the first one? On a date with a boy. Uh, I don't remember, but okay. Lee Pace is in it. Of course. Plays uh, a bad guy. Two doctoral candidates at the University of Michigan following in the footsteps of visionaries such as B.F. Skinner. And then there's a jump cut slash splice or something. And he says, imagine a large scale of communal research compound where scientists and free thinkers from around the globe could pursue research in meteorology, psychology, 
parapsychology, zoology, electromagnetism. Can you say it? Electromagnetism. Thank you. (laughs) I am very smart. And utopian social. And then it says industrial, (laughs) Danish industrialist and munitions magnate, Alver Hanso, whose financial backing made their dream of multi-purpose social science research facility a reality. You and your partner are currently located in Station 3, or the Swan, and will be will be for the next 504, 540 days. The Station 3 was originally constructed as a laboratory where scientists could work and understand the unique electromagnetic fluctuations emanating from this sector of the island. Very important. Yes. Not long after the experiments began, however, there was an incident. And since that time, the following protocol has been observed. Every 108 minutes, the button must be pushed. From the moment the alarm sounds, you will have four minutes to enter the code into the microcomputer processor. Induction into the program. Because it splices there again. When the alarm sounds, either you and your partner must input the code. It is highly recommended that you and your partner take alternating shifts. In this manner, you will stay as fresh and alert utmost important now it splices again and when the alarm sounds and code be entered correctly and in a timely fashion do not attempt to use the computer for anything congratulations until for your anything related to pornography <laughs> yeah don't use it to be surfing the web congratulations until your replacements arrive the future of the project is in your hands on behalf of the DeGroots, Oliver hanso and all of us at the dharma initiative thank you namaste and good luck and then we get an end screen that says the Hanzo Foundation, 1980. So this film, Woo, I'm out of breath. They've been doing this since 1980. Yeah, yeah, 20 plus years. That is a lot of time. That's a lot of time to be down in a hole, pushing buttons on shifts. Yeah, you know. So there's a, there's a lot of information in there. And then Locke says after the film spools out, he says we're going to need to watch that again. Flashback to Helen and Locke on a six-month anniversary date, and she gets him a present. She gives him a key to her place. And to her heart. Aww. Aww. I like this Helen. I do, too. She's, like, kind of fiery in a fun way, but in she's, like, also jokey way. jokester. Yeah. But, like, better than Jenny. <laughs> too soon, Pat. Too soon. Too soon. She said... She says, uh, I wasted 28 years of my life being angry. I told myself I would get over it, but I couldn't do it alone. I needed to find help. You help me, John, and I can help you. Whoa, you just whoa, have whoa, to... whoa, whoa, whoa. Hmm? You're saying what? this without context. Okay. The reason she's saying all of this is because she gave him the key. Right. With the caveat, or basically like he has to promise that she that he won't go looking at Right, that's what she's going to say right here. She's okay. just setting it up. She says, you help me, John, and I can help you. Sorry, you just I have to promise me. This. You just ha- Well, I think she says something like, I know that, like I followed you or something. Yeah, I know yeah, you I know followed you. Yeah. You just have to promise me that you're not going to go to that place anymore. And Locke says, all right. That's and it. That's all kiss. you had to do. That's all you had to do. Yeah. So back to jo- Jack and John. Jack doesn't want to watch the film again. I would, though. I'd watch it, like, a whole bunch of times. Hell I'd be yeah, like, me too. I've been on an island for 50 days, John Locke. I was born to watch this film over and over. Hell Run yeah. Run it back. 
Run it back, <laughs> Uncle Lockie. Let's watch it backwards yeah. and let's watch it forwards. Let's go Pause to the uh, polar food bear closet. Scene. I want to see that some more. Yeah, food closet. Let's hit it. Let's yeah. find what Get we can some find. Of those chocolate bars. Yeah, chocolate they bars got any and popcorn. popcorn. Here we go. You and me, Lockie, all night long. We're pulling an all nighter. Yeah. Yeah. So he'd be like, "Okay, buddy." He'd be like, "I want to go hunting again." I'd be like, "Not now, Lock. Watch movies." <laughs> Much uh, stories. <laughs> yeah. So then we cut back to the hole, you know, the squirrel's nest. Mm-hmm. And the girl wakes up and it's Anna Lucia, as we said before. She was in the back of the plane. And then Michael says, what? You were in the back? It broke off midair. How did you? And she says, I don't know. I don't know. The plane came apart and, and somebody's freaking hard side came out and overhead and knocked me out like somebody's luggage i guess yeah they call it hard side i don't know yeah i uh, know she, i was like oh what i guess yeah, she means well, luggage what, i've never what heard are you talking about <laughs> hard side before right and she says i woke up underwater and made my way to the top swam to shore and sawyer says you've been out here all by yourself all this time and she says trying to find food making my way making my, my way, way downtown, downtown. <laughs> Hoping to find somebody. And then yesterday. Somebody. (laughs) And then they found me. And Michael says, Who are they? And Anna Lucia says, You tell me. And then Michael asks if she's seen Walt, and she says she hasn't. Sawyer then tells his master plan to get out, saying, Next time Shaft opens up the cage and he pulls out his gun who that was hidden in his waistband, he's gonna get a surprising little howdy doody. Howdy doody. <laughs> Surprising little howdy doody. And then uh, cut back to the hatch. Desmond is soldering the computer in an effort to repair it. And then Jack questions him about the quarantine and about Kelvin. Jack says, it says quarantine on the inside of the hatch to keep you down here, <sighs> to keep you scared. But you know what? We've been up there for 40 days and no one's gotten sick. You think this is the only part of it that's true? Do you ever think that maybe you put you were put down here to push a button every 100 mittens? Oh, I can't speak tonight. <laughs> every 100 mittens. <laughs> mittens. Every 100 mittens. You put them on. You bat your friend Kelvin in the face like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> No, he says, uh, <laughs> hit the button every 100 minutes just to see if you would, that all of this, the computer, the button, it's just a mind game yeah, and an experiment. Yeah, you're just a monkey. And then Desmond says, every single day. And yeah, for all like, our sakes. Yeah, you fucker, of course I've thought of this. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, this is this is good. He does because, have a point. Jack yeah. has a point. But, right. yeah, of course he's I think we're all thinking that. Yeah. But. Yeah, he's yeah, he's worried, you know? I don't know what I would do in this situation. Would I keep pressing it or not? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Probably I'd just keep pressing it because that's pretty much my life already. <laughs> that's what I'm doing right now. I'm in quarantine down here pressing buttons, you know? Yeah. Just I mean, food. at least here you could do it on an island, but what are you going to do in, an, in 108 minutes? Yeah, I don't know. Get a little cat nap. Go make like a... Like a a dress out of leaves or something. Yeah, that's would be top of my list for sure. <laughs> uh, so he says, every single day, and for all our sakes, I hope it's not real, but the film says that this is an electromagnetic station, and I don't know about you, brother, but every time I walk past that concrete wall out there, my feelings hurt. And then it cuts to the clock, which shows 49 minutes. He my says, feelings right. hurt. Fillings. Oh, my feelings. His feelings hurt, like the feelings in his teeth. Because, I was like, you know, your metal. feelings hurt? My feelings Aww. hurt. I'm just so sad. 
and then Desmond flips the switch on the computer and the power goes out. And he says, oh no. <laughs> he fucked it up. Locke goes, what happened? And Desmond says, it's over. And then Locke comes running in and Desmond's like grabbing his head. He's freaking out. He's saying, it's over, it's over. Then runs off to gather supplies. And John says, we can fix the computer. Saeed is coming. Where are you going? Desmond says, as far as I can run, brother. Uh, and then there's 47 minutes on the clock, leaving Locke and Jack in the hatch. Desmond runs off. Jack wants no part of this computer game. Locke says, this isn't, this isn't what was supposed to happen. And Jack says, what was supposed to happen? Locke says, please don't leave me here. And Jack says, bye, John, you're on your own. And then Jack leaves too. Locke freaks out while he's by himself next to the computer. And he's kind of like throwing the tools around just unsure of what to do and he's like what am i supposed to do yeah so he's having a freak out again like a yeah like at the hatch before after right um, after boone died yeah i gotta say sobby locky not my favorite locky <laughs> it's sad yeah he sobs a lot you know he gets upset about his dad or about yeah. the hatch or you know computer and he just you know just kind of wails at the universe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean, he's um, got a lot to wail about. He's got a lot to wail about, don't we all though? Wail. Flashback <laughs> to Locke waking up in the middle of the night. He splashes his face with water, classic filmic device. Mm -hmm. He checks out his kidney scar in the mirror, and then we cut to Locke sitting outside his dad's house oh, again. Locke. Locky, we bent over this. Come Helen on. made a deal with you. And then Helen rear-ends him with her car. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And I mean, I can't imagine what it would be like to not know your parents. Yeah. Then to suddenly know them. Right. They F you over and mm -hmm. then they're just gone. Right. So like. They conned you. Yeah, yeah. Of course, Locke is having a tough time. Well, no part of you. And they say you're not wanted. Yeah. That is so rough. Yeah. I know. That would send me in the opp opposite direction, though. I wouldn't try to sit outside their house and try to win them back. What would you do? You know, I would pretend like it never happened and move on with my life. <laughs> I would opt for revenge. Would you? Oh, well, yeah. Of course. of course you would. I'd throw a no, few I'd mason just jar, jar up. Molotov cocktails up in there. <laughs> of course you would. Mail them my poop, you know. <laughs> oh, my huge. God. You'd burn poop on the on the outside of the gate? No, I'd just mail it to them. Just mail it to him. Make sure yeah. they get it. Yeah. Yeah. Signed, sealed, delivered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Listen up, Dad. <laughs> Here's my poop. <laughs> Enjoy. Love, Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> Love, Sammy. <laughs> so Locke, after, gets re after getting rear-ended by Helen, he says, Helen, wait, don't. And then she jumps out, she grabs his keys and throws them over the gate. And he's like, why are you doing this? And she says, he's not coming out of this house, John, because he doesn't care. I know why you're here, why you keep coming here. You're scared. You're scared of moving forward with me, with us. You're going to have to choose him. You're Sorry, you're going to no. have to choose, period, him, him or, or me. me. Yeah, sorry, I, I jumped the period on that one. So, yeah, she says something about a leap of faith, and she offers her hand. Yeah, they're going to need a leap of faith to get over that that gate to get his keys back. hey oh, big hey leap of faith. Yeah, that'd be cool. They need Buffy for that. Mm -hmm. We yeah, already know right she over can that thing leap right a over a fence. Mm -hmm. She offers her hand to him. He takes it. 
And then we cut to Kate arriving at the hatch with Hurley and Saeed. And of course, Hurley's reaction to the inside of the hatch is... He can get all the candy bars. Oh, dude. (laughs) Yeah, he says dude. (laughs) Yeah, he just goes, dude. Dude. Such a Hurley, Hurley reaction. Yeah. Hurley is sent searching for the breaker box, and then he stumbles across the food storage room, and the camera, like, pulls back to, like, reveal him in the doorway of the food storage so apparently dave had only seen had seen like an episode of lost before i don't know if he told me and i just forgot or if he never told me but he was like yeah the only thing i remember is this scene hurley walking into this pantry yeah (laughs) i was like okay cool yeah and then uh i think kate yells out to him she goes did you find it? And Hurley responds with, uh, depends on depends what you, on mean, what by you mean by it. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, back at the ground hole prison with the, what did I write here? Squirrel nest? Yeah, the squirrel's nest. Oh. <laughs> with the Rafties and Ana Lucia, she questions Sawyer about why he has a gun and didn't use it earlier when they got captured. And then, bam, Ana Lucia grabs the gun, elbows Sawyer in the face, and points the gun at Jin, who was going for her. Ana Lucia says, back up, back up, pull me out, pull me out. And then the others drop a rope down. Timing ho bag. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> they drop a rope down and hoist her up while she still points the gun at them. Yeah. I don't know. She was like uh she's like the inside inside she was person, the mole. huh? She's the mole. She's the trying mole to find out the what hole. they know. Yeah, smart, smart, smart cut to desmond running through the jungle he stumbles and he falls spilling all the stuff that he had packed up from the hatch and then jack arrives behind him which i was like how did he catch up this is impossible jack can't track jack can't track he would have been (laughs) gone in a circle and ended up back at the hatch again there's no way he would have found desmond running but whatever you know i get it desmond tells jack desmond's tripping a lot maybe he didn't get very far (laughs) oh he's tripping for sure because he, like, doesn't know how to run anymore, you know? Oh, right. Yeah. I think he's got, like, uh, exercise equipment in the no, hatch, No, he though. definitely does. I mean, yeah. he was a runner, so. Right. But, you know. Not out, a jungle runner. Jungle. Not a jungle runner. So Desmond tells Jack the numbers to punch into the computer, and then Jack says, shut up! Nothing's going to happen. Some man takes you down there, shows you a movie, and you push a button on Faith Alone? Nothing is going to happen! And Desmond says... In about 15 minutes, you're either going to be very right or very wrong, brother. Brother. You want you want to shoot me? Shoot me. But I'm not. And Jack says, why are you running? You don't even know what you're running from. And then Desmond's face changes and he says, I remember you yeah, running. He, it clicks. Yeah, it clicks. He says, I know you. I met you. Los Angeles. I was training, yeah? You yeah. twisted your ankle, yeah? I like that. Yeah. And then Desmond asks about the girl that Jack was worried about when they met. And then Desmond says, what happened to her? And he says, doesn't matter. How can you say that it doesn't matter? And Jack says, I married her. <laughs> yeah, Duh! he kind of loses it. Yeah, Jack is is so Jack is aggressive. unraveling. Yeah, he, needs, he is unraveling. You know what? He needs for Kate to slip him another sleepy night-night pill. Oh, and give him his juicy juice. Just, just Yeah, give him yeah. his juicy juice. Time for a little nappy nap in your little uh, uh, beach little tent hut. here. Jack, Jack. Yeah, I agree. Um, so he says that he married her and he breaks down crying and Desmond says, right, and you're not married to her anymore then. And then Jack lowers his gun 
and Desmond goes to get his pack, and then Desmond says, see you in another life, yeah? And then he scampers <laughs> off into the jungle. Cut That's back. what he said to him before. Right, see you in another life, brother. Brother. We cut back to Saeed on the computer with five minutes left. Kate flips on the breaker. Now it's four minutes left. And the beeping <laughs> starts. Saeed then magically fixes the computer because, of course, Saeed fixes the computer. He knows what he's doing. Yep. Locke starts putting in the numbers, and then Hurley, as he recognizes the number, begins to freak out himself. And Hurley's like, wait a minute, after hearing four, eight, and then 15, 16. He's like, dude, I'm serious. Stop. Locke's like, Hugo, this is not the time or the place. I like how he's trying to put him in his place like like a child. Yeah. <laughs> I'll turn this hatch right around, okay, Hugo? And I love that he calls him Hugo instead of yeah. Hurley. Instead of Hurley. And then he says, well, I I think it is. <laughs> and then uh, Locke puts in 23. And he's like, what is this thing? You don't even know what it does. I mean, we need. And then Locke puts in 32 instead of 42. 42 which yeah. is the answer to life, the universe, and everything. Right. And then Hurley says, you know what? Forget it. Go ahead. Do your thing. Because <laughs> he knows it's the wrong number. Yeah. And then Jack swings in. He's not going to give it to them. No. Nope. Get Hurley. Mm. Jack swings in and he says, it's not 32, it's 42. He just told me, Desmond, the last number is 42. And then Locke insists that Jack presses execute on the computer. Jack says, you do it yourself, John. And they go back and forth a lot on this. A lot press of the back button. and no, forth. No, you press the button. No, no you, you press, press it. The button. Ah, you press it. You press it. I don't know how to press it. You there, press there it. Has, there have got to be memes about this. About pressing the button or not? Yeah. Yeah, perhaps. Well, if there isn't, then there is now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Jack says, don't. It's not real. Look, you want to push the button, you do it yourself. And then Locke says, if it's not real, then what are you doing here, Jack? Why did you come back? Why do you find it so hard to believe? And then Jack says, why do you find it so easy? <laughs> And Locke says, it's never been easy. (laughs) And then Kate gets in on their arguing, telling Jack to push it too. She's like, push it, push it, push it, push it, push it, push it real good. No, she doesn't (laughs) say that. And then Locke says, I can't do this alone, Jack. I don't want to. It's a leap of faith, Jack. And then Jack goes up to the computer. And at the very last second, he presses execute. And then the numbers flip back to 108. And then... Locke says, I'll take the first shift. And then Jack walks off. And the counter hits 107, and boom, lost title. So that's what they're doing now. So that's what they're doing. They're punching in numbers, huh? Wow, this in is going to be an exciting rest of Lost. This is going to be a great season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every episode. Did you remember to put in the numbers? No, you press execute. No, you press execute. You press <laughs> no, it. You, you press pre- it. You press, press it. I will press it. You don't know what to press it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. Hey, let's go back to watching the video again. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's watch the film. Let's just spool up the film. Let's grab some more popcorn and then press the button. You press the button. No, you press <laughs> They just keep going back for it. Yeah, no, the tension between all You and all I would murder people. each other. You and I? Yeah, we'd murder each other in that hatch, in that yeah. Epcot ball. You think so? Yeah. yeah, it'd be fun for like a night or two. And yeah. then like, we'd be like, look, I, I don't have time to press the button, okay? <laughs> what do you have going on, Pat? What do you have look, I, going I, I, I'm going to clean up. There's, there's the, the, didn't you see the hallway? It's leaking. There's like a magnet <laughs> thing going on over there. All right. I'm trying to make sense of this mural. Okay. The ladder <laughs> needs fixing. And you want me to press buttons? I you press the buttons. I am making a leaf skirt. 
Okay, well, nobody needs a leaf skirt, all right? <laughs> and sun is already on the leaf skirt detail, okay? So I don't know what you're doing, but we got tea and leaf skirts covered, okay? <laughs> Did you find another thing to make? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how our lost experience would go. Yep. Yeah, tension in this episode was very high. Yeah. So taut that you can cut it with a with a with a knife, huh? Yeah, brother. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you got anything to say about this episode before I get into trivia? No. Okay. Yeah. There's not. There's not much to talk about. I'm just kind of like, okay, this is what they're doing now. This is what they're doing, <laughs> punching into a computer, I guess. Yeah, and well, I guess the only other thing that uh that I could discuss a little bit is the others you know so like okay right. who, who are they who are they um, what do they want and i know in the past i've been you know i've said that there's probably some kind of like tribe of people who've mm-hmm. been there for a long time seems like they're trying to sell that idea at least so far yeah um yeah and then i was like are there are they other people from the plane like mm-hmm. Ana Lucia, but then I was like, no, they've got to be more than that because they were there when Rousseau got to the island. So, mm, right, yeah. So maybe there's they a... picked up some of the other people from the back of the plane. Like maybe Ana Lucia was not the only one. Maybe, yeah. I mean, she's Rose working is for them. still waiting for her husband. I mean, uh, maybe I don't know. We haven't seen her since. Right. Like, she could. Yeah. She could five episodes g- in. Gone or on something. her own walkabout. You know. Yeah. Or started her own Rose Apothecary somewhere on the island. Oh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's fun. Um, all right. Trivia for this episode. So the support group that Locke was part of, did you realize like what kind of support group it was? Um, bad parents support nope. group. Nope. It was uh, for anger management. So oh. the only way we sort of figure that out is a through helen's like what she's talking she about said she's angry how she's angry and then also i mean Locke's pretty angry <laughs> yeah um but the chalkboard that's uh behind them in the room it, the title on it is transforming anger and then it has a list of six things underneath it so the six things are number one call a truce with anger mm. number two an anger love connection Number three, rewire your hot button. Number four, tell your story. Number five, get good at grieving. Number six, stay in tune with yourself. Ooh. Mm. Mm-hmm. Fear These are leads all helpful, to anger. Huh? anger. Anger leads, leads to, to hate. hate. Hate, hate leads, leads to... to the dark side. Yeah. Hey, May the 4th. Happy hey. May, May the 4th be with you, May Sammy. May the 4th be with you, Pat. Thank you for bringing it. Uh-huh. I wasn't going to make it all about Star Wars today because I knew I wasn't. it wasn't going to be reciprocated, but maybe, perhaps, I probably I should have wrong. texted you earlier on in the day. I mean, you did wish me happy Seth Green's birthday when it was actually <laughs> on his, his anniversary, anniversary. <laughs> two days ago. Okay. You know what? That was a secret. Let's not tell all the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was very sweet. I was like, happy Seth Green's birthday. And you're like, yeah, it's in February. So what? And I'm like, uh, I'm an idiot. You, idiot. Okay, let me explain myself. All right. I did look it up because I was like, I feel like I remember it being in February. Like I remember yeah. him being mm-hmm. an Aquarius. Right. So, um, okay. Because obviously I wouldn't know that, you know. Because... Uh, all right. 
So I'm an idiot. I get it. All right. <laughs> but I was on Instagram and I was scrolling through and he just posted something on his Instagram of him like with his wife or something. And he said like happy anniversary or something. And I just, I don't know what happened. It was early in the morning. I think it was before my coffee. And I was just like, eh, birthday. <laughs> I don't know what was going through my head. <laughs> All right. That's I shouldn't funny. explain myself because but it doesn't you make shouldn't any be better. following Seth Green on Instagram. Actually, he's probably safe, but I don't want you following any other Buffy characters. Mm, I follow Charisma Carpenter, and I also well, follow, she's probably you know what? I follow all of them. <laughs> I follow all of them. <laughs> uh, I would definitely not look Try at Nicholas Brendan because Nicholas Brendan is yeah, really I've seen some of his re- stuff reliving his glory days. I think, and so I just <laughs> feel like stuff. you're going to find a lot of spoilers. I don't know. We'll see. So the Swan Orientation film that was swa- that that we see the film. Mm-hmm that I love, uh, was shot on the APO set from seasons four and five of Alias that was shooting in Burbank by the Alias crew. Cool. Did you ever watch Alias? Nope. I think I've asked you that before on I the podcast. I think you have. Yeah. That is another J.J. Abrams joint. Yeah. At the end of the episode, Man of Science, Man of Faith, and again during a, a drift. Which was the, f- okay, first episode and second of the season. Jack breathes you as he realizes he has encountered the man holding the gun to lock is desmond and then in this episode desmond indicates he recognizes jack but jack appears to be confused or at least bothered by this and i think he doesn't this out yeah like i think he doesn't want to acknowledge it because then he would have to acknowledge that there is something Little too coincidental. Little too coinky dink about this. Yeah. Yeah. This that is... was sort of my reading of it as yeah. well. And then the only other piece of trivia I have is the what we've already talked about. Katie Seagal plays Helen, best known for Peggy Bundy from Married with Children. Yeah. Do you watch Futurama? Uh, I don't. But yeah, I saw that she's also a voice in that. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I think that's more where like Dave recognized her from. Right. So, yeah, that's uh, the Lost episode. Would you look at that? Would you look at that? All right, so. What's your favorite moment of Buffy? Favorite moment of Buffy? I don't know. It's not like I enjoyed it, but, yeah, I think it's the moment when <laughs> Yana dies. It's not like I, I want to rewatch it or anything, but it, it had the it most turned impact. It a notch for you. Yeah, I just wasn't. I wasn't really locked in and I was having a bad night too when I was uh, watching this episode. I was just having a, you know, it was just one of those days. I just wasn't, you know, it's just like I was yeah. going through the motions and this kind of knocked me on my butt. I was like, whoa, <laughs> I didn't see this coming. All right, here we go. So yeah, yeah that was my favorite moment. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Uh, mine is Giles swinging the torch at Angel. When he like mm, busts in yeah. with a Molotov cocktail, takes All the bat business. and like lights it up and then swings it at him. I yeah. only, my only wish is that he had called Angel a pelican. You pelican. <laughs> that would have been. Pelican. <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> pelican fly, pelican. Uh, no, that would have broken it up. But yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah. Just Giles being like, fuck you, bitch. Yeah, let's go. Taking you down. I wish he said something like tough too. Yeah. But he doesn't, like, it's, it's his, it's in his face. He doesn't have to say anything. It's like oh, all yeah. in his face. He's, yeah, he's just like, 
He's kind of he's emotionless. Like, I'm not like going to hear in tough talk, you know? Yeah. That's Buffy's mm-hmm. thing. Right, right, right. But it would have been cool still, you know? Yeah. If he's just like, no books tonight. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something that Giles would say no that's tough. books tonight. <laughs> the glasses are coming off. <laughs> yeah. Time to rip it up and rip it in. You know? Yikes. Like Ripper. Yeah. Rip it in. I know. Scary. I don't know. He shoots the bolt. I don't know. All right. What's your favorite moment of Lost? <laughs> uh, my favorite moment of Lost was when Helen said, I like bald guys. And Locke said, I'm not bald. And she says, I can wait. Yeah. That was really fun. That was a good <laughs> I really time. like her. Or just the introduction yeah. of her character in general, I think. Mm-hmm. I like her a lot. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I think Helen's kind of the best part of this episode. Yeah, I and I'm, what I'm liking, and I thought I wrote this down, but I don't see it anywhere. Um, I just feel like there are a lot of like strong-willed women and lost, mm-hmm. oh, which yeah. I like. Yeah. You know, there aren't Didn't any, see that coming, did you? No, I mean like even Shannon, you know, she's kind of a pain in the ass, but she's like very strong-willed. Yeah. And I think everybody's strong willed in their own ways. Yeah. And I mean, even, you know, Sun, who was like kind of subservient, we thought in the beginning, like she takes matters into her own she hands. She takes man. Yeah. She learned English and didn't tell her husband and mm-hmm. was planning on leaving him and all this stuff. Like now she's very strong and useful on the island. Yeah. So yeah. I'm kind of really liking that. Yeah. A lot of great characters. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, um, I guess I'll just say my favorite part is just Helen's introduction as well. So I think we're simpatico. Simpatico. Simpatic, Sam Patico? Yeah, that's our, uh, company name when we start one eventually. Did we talk about this before and I just forgot it? Sam Patico. Sammy Patico. Sam Patico. Okay, cool. I don't know. We'll workshop it. All right. What, uh, which episode wins for you? (laughs) Buffy. I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> I know. I, yeah, definitely agree. <gasps> yeah. This is a killer episode, if I may. Kill her episode. Kill her episode. Yikes. Yeah. Yana, be kidding me. <laughs> Yikes. All right. What do you think's going to happen next? I don't know what's going to happen. I really don't know what's going to happen. I think they're still going to do, like, obviously they left it. We're like, oh, the thing's on the floppy disk. So. Somebody's going to find the floppy disk and then we'll be able to recite the incantation or whatever to get, you know, his soul back. But then I was like, don't you need that little, you know, uh, paperweight to make it happen? So the orb I don't of know. Yeah. So I think they're still going to figure out a way to get Angel back, but I don't know what it's going to, you know, it's going to, it's going to take a lot after all the ruin that he's laid, you know. It's going to take some real doing. Yeah. 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 I don't know if they'll kill him, but he'll run away or he'll, he'll, he'll go off onto his own series eventually, you know? So. Yeah. It's unfortunate that you know that. Yeah. He's going to row off into the distance or sprout some wings and then fly off. Like I said before. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I I don't know. I think they're still going to make him good, but uh, he will. I think that's what's going to happen. He's going to make it good, but he's going to say goodbye and then he's going to leave. At the so, 
in the in the next episode in this season like what season finale i'm gonna i'm gonna say this season mm-hmm. season finale like that's that's gonna be his exit he's gonna leave his swan yeah. song right and where the where the heck is oz this whole episode huh i know what's he doing fucking shame yeah it's a damn shame it's a travesty yeah. it's probably you know filming austin powers or something right yeah but there was a giant lack of oz in this episode yeah i agree well what about you what do you got for prediction well i know or i can be pretty sure that the backstory for the next episode is going to be hurley's because i saw the title pop up oh everybody hates hugo so i was like (laughs) well that seems pretty obvious (laughs) yep um and i think that he's gonna raid that pantry for show yeah. And I think he's going to do some goblin. I think he's finally going to come clean about the numbers. He's going to tell people? Yeah. Like all, everybody? Maybe not everybody. Maybe he's just going to confide in like Kate or Jack or, you know, or Locke or one, like yeah. one or two people. Who did he confide in already? He, he told somebody. He told Jack, didn't he? Oh, yeah. He did tell Jack. Yeah. Oh, so well, maybe he'll tell a couple others. Then I guess maybe that's Bunk. That's Bunk? Bunker? Hatch? Should I make a different prediction then? Nope. I think okay. that's good. <laughs> All right, great. Uh, so, what 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 media can you recommend? You go first. Okay. Hugo first. Hugo first. Um, <laughs> so I I'm gonna say two real quick. I know we agree to to wow, one. Wow! Wow! Okay. Wow! I know we agree to one, but by the rules. Hold Patrick on. Evelyn one Bohan. We've talked about ad nauseum, so I just feel like I have to mention it quick, okay. quickly. I finally finished Shit's Creek. Okay. okay. That's all I'll say. Awesome. It was great. Loved it. We both loved it. Oh, it's fantastic. I love Shit's Creek yeah, so was good. Much. And then we watched the little special afterwards, too, and that yeah. was good. That was yeah. so, oh my God, I Dave and I just like cried nonstop the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, Amy did, too. Yeah, she's like, this is way more emotional than the actual finale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the story behind it is great. So, yeah. okay, that's all I'll say about Shit's Creek. Now the, now, the piece of media that I'll really recommend, which you will probably hate if you were ever to see it, okay. um, is the movie from the 90s, True Lies. We rewatched True Lies, which is very Never hard to find. It. It's got Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. It's directed by James Cameron of Titanic and Terminator. Right, fame. and Avatar. And Avatar. Not the last right? Airbender movie, the Blue People nope. movie. Right, the good one. And uh, yeah, it's a fan. It's a fantastic movie. I saw it so many times growing up as a kid. It's basically, uh, I'll give you a quick rundown. Okay, okay. Arnold quick Schwarzenegger rundown. plays like a CIA agent type. Okay, it's not sure the CIA, but it's like a extra secret, you know, agent. Like and, like uh, the secret Buffy guys who took Invisigirl. Right, right, yeah. And he's uh, you know, he's an action hero type. Okay. Yeah. And <laughs> as you will with him. Of course. And then uh, his wife is he's played by- He's not a kindergarten by, cop? Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. No, he's not a kindergarten cop. Okay. I like Jamie Lee Curtis. So She's you, great. You she's great. In. And she's great in this. And then Bill she's Paxton is in, in it. He's got a great character. And uh, it's just, it's a great story. You just got, you got to see it. I don't know if you'll like it, but we had a great time rewatching it. But it's very hard to find. You can't stream it anywhere right now. And they never re-released it on Blu-ray or 4K. And you can't even buy it digitally, I don't think. Can so, you rent it? It's uh, like, how did you guys see Probably from it? the library. I mean, I have the DVD oh, from okay. way back. Yeah. So 
So yeah, I we rewatched that just on you. a whim. Sure, you could, but you could just you order lose it from Patflix. Yeah, you could order it from Patflix. <laughs> Very exclusive. So yeah, True Lies, check it out. It's a fantastic film. So much fun. Well, you have my address. If you want me to watch it, mail it to me. Yeah, or just drop by one day. Yeah. And then I'll say, you watch this right now, and I'm going to watch you watch it just so I can see your reactions. Oh, that's creepy. Mm, well, that's how I rent movies out. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's the, the deal. Terms of okay? service. That's, yeah, terms that's of the, use. Yep, terms of use. Uh, so, yeah. What's your thing? What's your thing to recommend? Well, I have one that I will not recommend. Ooh, I love non-recommendations. Okay, Just Pat. like secretary. Is it secretary? No. <laughs> oh, damn. So Dave and I finished watching Avatar again. And the I movie was like, with, uh, by M. Night Shyamalan? We finished Fantastic watching movie. Avatar The Last Airbender, the original Nickelodeon series. <laughs> okay. And I was like, you know what, Dave? It's time. You're going to watch the movie? It's time for me to watch the movie. You had never watched it previously? No. Oh, man. So. Oh, anger I watched hate. it. Hate leads to the dark side. I watched The Last Airbender movie. <laughs> Why would you do this to yourself? Because I felt like I needed to know. Yeah. Because okay. you joke all the time about how good it is. <laughs> and I was like, I don't think he's serious. No, I'm but not I've serious. also heard how like Dave and our friend Corey like won't acknowledge it and they'll yeah. you know it's like this whole thing so I'm like I ha- I got to know how bad it I is. I got to subject myself to this. It can't be worse than Paul Blart Mall Cop. No, Paul Blart is a masterpiece. <sighs> it's worse than Paul Blart Mall Cop. <laughs> you did not like it. Huh? It was awful. So mm. here's the best way that I can describe it to you because I know that you don't understand because you haven't like sat down and appreciated the original anime right i know and when i was watching it, i still i was like i don't know what's happening here but you know he's pushing air around this is cool i guess so (laughs) imagine if someone completely new to the star wars universe okay oh you're gonna relate it to star wars on may the 4th i love this who clearly never bothered to watch a single star wars movie directed one okay okay all right pick just pl- pick one and they let's say they made a whole new version of it and okay. never watched anything and they just you know imagine the names of all of your beloved characters being butchered all right so we've got Han solo ha- we've got no 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 we've got hans <laughs> solo right okay hans solo and okay. chow becca <laughs> and ubi wan Kanubi, <laughs> Darth yeah. Vader. Darth Vader. Imagine Princess Leia being completely uh-huh. useless, just following okay. around Hans and Luke, or Hans and, yeah. I don't know, I guess Luke is kind of hard to mess with, and asking questions and not doing anything, not contributing at all, not doing anything badass, like taking down Jabba the Hutt, which would probably oh, be goodness. pronounced Jabba. Yeah, Java. And instead, Luke does all the awesome stuff, making her completely useless. Mm. That is what ah, the last Airbender great comparison. movie is like. A plus for the comparison. You totally put it in my language. I and know. I that's what I needed. Understand. That's what I needed to do for you. Wow. And you it's knew even directly. worse than that because, like, it's worse. There's the 
absolute best character arc of any show that I have ever seen happens in yeah. Avatar The Last Airbender. Korra? No, Korra is the second series. I was just guessing. No. <laughs> um, I, I'm not going to tell you because ultimately one day I really want you to watch it. Yeah, I get around to it. And just like everything is butchered in this movie. Yeah. And like I, I was like, really, dude, it, you could... Take 20 minutes to watch a single episode. All of the names are mispronounced. They say Avatar mm. instead of Avatar and Ang instead of Ang. And Appa? Do they say Appa? I think they actually pronounce Appa correctly. But Sokka <laughs> is Soka. Like, Jeez, it, it, why do they do that? I don't know. It's not hard. <laughs> Maybe it's just an artistic freedom. And you know? the original like, creators like were semi-involved, but then like at a certain point they were like, "Yeah, M Night Shyamalan like didn't give a shit about like w about like mm. protecting the integrity of like for you know of the original series for the fans and everything." And like ultimately, like they just don't. They mm. just like literally one of the creators calls it the movie that shall not be named. Wow. Like hmm. that's how terrible. Wow. It is. So okay. So 0 to 10, you're giving it mm, solid 8 and a half. <laughs> solid 0 and I would go <gasps> really? less if I could. Really? It's that bad. It huh? won It won like 5 out of the 8 Razzies, Razzie awards including the like worst supporting actor for Jackson yeah. Rathbone who is in the Twilight series. Oh. And he also was nominated for one of the Twilight movies the same year. Mm. And like okay. the whole time his like mouth is clenched. I'm like, open your, like, why is your, why is your <laughs> mouth clenched the whole time? Acting and choice. And he's not funny. And no. Sokka is like hilarious. His hair oh, looks boy. stupid. Oh my God. It was, All it right. was very difficult to get through it. Uh, well. <sighs> Sorry. I'm, I'm happy so for box. you to subject yourself to this though. Just like. You know, taking it on. I'm like, yeah. That I takes need, real I bravery to know and courage. I just and, felt like uh, I was misinf I was not misinformed, but I was uninformed, and I just needed to know. And you know what? That's gonna make my joking sting even more no. when I say it's one of the greatest. I movies will ever just made. not acknowledge <laughs> it, or I'll start just like saying shitty things about Star Wars. You would never. Yes, I would. <laughs> Because that's what it would be like for me. Yeah. All right. All well, right, let's wrap this thing. Let's wrap this thing up. So listen, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. All the things. All the things. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for subscribing already. Yeah. And leaving the reviews. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for being our friends and streaming with us. It's, uh, it's a good time. Rate us five stars if you can. Leave us nice reviews. I think I've said that four times. But what else, Sammy? You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at KickStreamPod. And we'd love to hear your thoughts, too, what your favorite moments are of each episode. And yeah. if you agree with us or disagree, which episode will win for you. We love that mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. Um, and send emails to KickStreamPod at gmail.com. If you're going to talk about spoilers, just mark it as a spoiler or leaky bucket and for which right. show and check out show notes for this and every episode at kickingstreaming.com cool and always remember that streaming streaming is better is better with, with 
friends. Friends. Friends like you and me. Don't kill teachers. What? Is our PSA for this week. Don't kill teachers. Don't Look, kill oh. teachers. Well, that got really dark. Let me take that again. And don't. <laughs> I mean, I support that message. Yeah, I know. I thought it like tied into the episode well, but then as it came out of my mouth, I was like, oh, it's really dark. You know? Yeah. So. But it's still a good thing to be. It's still a good message. Of. I stand by it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's went off the rails. Have a good and week. Don't watch the last Airbender movie. <laughs> yes. Or watch it and send uh, Sammy hate mail on why you love it so much. Mm, I'll just delete it. That'll go right. <laughs> I'll file that away right into the trash. <laughs> right into the trash. Okay. Well, we'll see you all next week for 30. Bye, friends. Episode 30. Episode 30. Wow. Next episode. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.